Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. 1991 was one of the greatest years of rock and roll, but 1992 wasn't all that bad either. Music was branching out in all sorts of different cool directions, and we got to hear grunge and alternative bands from Alice in Chains and Faith No More, White Zombie, Soul Asylum, and the Gin Blossoms. We heard debut albums for Rage Against the Machine, Stone Temple Pilots, and Body Count. Industrial music was taking off with Psalm 69 by Ministry and Broken by Nine Inch Nails. Pantera redefined themselves and released one of the best heavy metal albums of all time. We had two albums from Bruce Springsteen, and Dr. Dre released one of the most influential and popular hip-hop records ever made. On today's episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're following up on last year's episode on 1991 by taking a look at the music in 1992. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 33. Yeah. yeah. I'm Bruce Kramer, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and good friends, two guys that are dumb enough to trust me to steer this <laughs> shit. The Duke of Drums, Ryan McCusker, and the boss of bass, Mr. Doug McCusker. What's up, everybody? Are you rocking out there? All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. <laughs> Just shake your rope. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia, and our show is proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the network for amazing music commentary man for this episode we decided to jump into mr peabody's wayback machine and go back to 1992 so what the three of us were sophomores in high school wow dude there were so many awesome albums out it was so diverse if you look at the if you look what was put out in 91 and it was kind of bubblegum and 92 is just real like heavy like a lot of things changed like you said in the monologue like with dr dre making one of the greatest rap albums of all time there's two other bands that changed metal in my opinion that year yeah, yeah. man so we did an episode on 1991 last year and we you know we talked about all the in- uh, never mind and 10 mm. and all that other stuff maybe before hang on before we start i have a we're gonna go back into let's let's get into character here hang on here we go back to 19 19- all the way back to 1992. Yeah. I got my Jankos uh, my on. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah, Ryan's I got, I got, got my got Jordans. All, got, I got my flannel. I, actually, I'm working. You do have a flannel, have a flannel on. <laughs> All right. We're back in 1992. I'm a shitty teenager. In 19- <laughs> I'm a shitty sophomore in high school with really bad long hair. But... um. Yeah, man, I feel like the, in this year, like music started branching out into all these other directions. It was really hard to put this stuff into any sort of order to talk about because it was like it's so diverse. some of the shit. It was like, what is Faith No More? Are they an know. alternative band? Are they rock band? Are they I grunge thought band? they were Who's... one of the first alternative bands. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, no. what the hell is yeah. it? Like, and there's a there was a whole shitload of these, man. We were making yeah. this huge list. I'm like, okay, cool. How do you put this in any sort of order? What is White Zombie? Are they a metal band? Are they mm-hmm. an alternative band? Like, yep. you know, is Soul Asylum a grunge band? I like there was a ton yeah. of these guys. Yeah. It seemed like they like the label thing, like you know how that label Grunge came around, even though it's a year yeah. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that that whole label thing kind of started like kind of disappearing a little bit but yeah we'll talk about it that. seemed like in the 90s like everything had like a label there was gangster rap there yeah. was um alternative right music. you know it was just, it was all over the place i think this was and going back through this dude i had so much fun because like we you know we put together we share the notes 
during the two weeks that we're off and we're putting together the playlist and an outline. And there were so many of these albums that I was like, oh my God, I had this on cassette and on CD. It was like, I think this is the first year I got really, really, really into music. There were so many of these that I, there was at least three albums on here that I, the cassette tape broke and I went and bought it on a CD. It was a different version of music for me. Everything got a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Like everything started changing. Like music started changing. Like, you know, it's, um, I I guess that's a good example. I I say that, but um, my taste of music's definitely start changing in that. Uh, like Dre was like, you know, I listened to the Beastie Boys when I was young and everything like that. But I never listened to a lot of hip hop, but when the Chronic came out, that like I start that was a kind of an opening door to me. To, yeah, like, hip hop. You know? Yeah, definitely. This is where like hip hop gets into the suburbs and like, it's real. Like, white kids, it's, yeah, like us Ab- yeah, listening absolutely. to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Even going back through this, there's still stuff on here that I still listen to today, and then there's stuff that I haven't listened to in 20 years. They were like hardcore part of my like musical rotation back when I was in high school, mm. and I was I enjoyed so much going back and listening to some of the stuff. It's like I didn't really have to listen to the playlist that much because it's like I know it so well. It's like we lived through it. Yeah, I just got so excited about this, and it wasn't you know this isn't one of the nerd episodes where it's like yeah you know, we're trying to learn a whole lot about something. It yeah, was just, just a really fun yeah, just yeah, remind everybody yeah, right. remind everybody how awesome it was in '92. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like it's way cool. way back. Yeah. So I've got the outline in front of me, man. I guess the first thing we're going to talk about is that grunge continues yes, in 1992, yeah. right? So the- you had Nevermind, 10, that stuff all comes out, everything changes. Nevermind is, st- like, I think Nevermind went number one, like the real, real beginning, like in January. Right. So this is like the year that they start selling flannels and Sears and start in Macy's and everything like that. Like the the uh, yeah. the culture yeah. is really like all over the place of the, the grunge. I thought I thought it was so diverse on MTV. They had their hands in every kind of music, yeah. you know, at yeah. that time. So Nevermind is all blowing up. And I don't have these in any sort of uh, chronological order, but the biggest debut I think we got from an alternative band or a grunge band was Stone Temple Pilots. Sure, that was a right? huge hit. Core, yeah, core comes sure. out, man. Let's uh let's play a little bit of that. Here you go. Here's a little bit of Wicked Garden. Man, so that album, all right, it came out in September. So we're going to jump all over the place, mm. but fuck it. It's my show. Yeah, um, who cares? Want, right. Um, dude, that that album, man, it went like eight times platinum. I can't think of another band that had like their first three albums were oh, all, all huge. killer huge. albums. They were all huge. I wasn't a fan of them, but I, I did recognize how big they were. You know, everything they did turned into a hit. The guys over at, um, in Balance History Rock and Roll on the, their show on, on Pantheon, they did something on, um, it was like, who are your top five bands that had their first two albums were just killer? And one of the guys said Stone Temple Pilots. And I was like, oh, right on, man. Because okay. their, their first two were just crushing. Yeah. The, the three, the top three. Can't when, deny it. When they debuted, they weren't very <clears throat> well accepted because sex type thing. And like there was a lot of undertones in that song and everything like that. And Plush yeah. sounded like, I mean, I dude, I remember watching that video and thinking that's the new Pearl Jam song. Yeah, yeah that hell? was like the big thing. Uh, that was another big thing. What the hell did thing. Eddie Vedder do with his hair? Because Scott Weiland's hair was yeah. like bright red. Yeah. And- yeah. 
He but, was like chubby, a little chubbier yeah. then. I, I thought it was them. Yeah. But it was uh, funny. Their, uh, their first tour that they did, they opened for Megadeth. So, they, like I said earlier, like they had a lot of bad, bad press because, like, I guess sex type things about, like, I guess they're like women beating or something like that. So, Dave Mustaine, I remember watching on Headbangers Ball, Dave Mustaine gets up there and says, Listen, a lot of people don't like our opening band, Stone Temple Pilots, but guess what? We do, and we don't give a shit if anybody wow. likes them. We like them. They became a huge band. Yeah. Rolling Stone, like, I would think it was like the next year, they, um, the critics voted them the worst new band of the yeah. year, which I is know. crazy now because I'm like, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're like iconic. a staple of yeah. right, right, right. Ryan McCusker, nineteen ninety two, would agree with that. Really? Yeah. Yes, I, I love. I from the beginning, I liked them. When I did too. I, yeah, yeah. I saw them. A, yeah. I've seen them a handful. I just of times. thought they were. I was such a huge Pearl Jam fan. I just thought they were a ripoff. Okay. You know, I mean, giving it up to Scott Wilde over all the years, he's a brilliant vo- vocalist. Yeah. Um, every song he sings is a different style. I thought they were a little dirtier than Pearl Jam. Like, okay. like a little like heavier. More heroinish. Yeah, a little, right, right. A little bit more Tylenol, a little bit more uh, Robitussin. Um, but the uh, the band by itself, like the two the uh, the two brothers, a bass player and a guitar player, uh, what, I forget what their last name is, but the bass player, he's an amazing musician. Like he's one of the best in the business and he doesn't get the recognition. It's They're, they're just an amazing amazing band like yeah i, I like them a lot another band who just got like their head cut off because he died you know they've been trying yeah. to keep going they, they had that band like a uh, talk talk at, talk show i bought that talk at, show i bought that at tower records when it came out by the time from cherry hill back to Haddon heights i had a couple people in the car i was like threw who it wa- out the window i'm like who wants this my oh, buddy's my buddy's thing, little sister took it i was like i don't even want this the thing that sticks me out in my head after scott wyland died they got that dude from lincoln park to sing in the band yeah, dude, maybe we they should about, call we it quits. About it on a, maybe they should call it quits. We talked about that in one episode, right? But now they, they, yeah. Chester Bennington. Did yeah, yeah. he sang them. for them yeah. for a real But fast. now they have another guy now, too. They're still going. They're still as, on the road. And the guy's not bad. Like, yeah. he's not bad. They should just get a clone of whatever, Scott Weiland. Yeah. Right, which is a clone of Eddie Vedder. Yes. You know? All right. Uh, let's just keep moving. Dude, we got so much fucking music to talk about. I think we're going to move quickly. But if there's something you guys want to talk about, let's sure. pull over and talk about it. The other band that came out, man, this wasn't a debut, but... This was another grunge heavy metal album. I'll just play a little bit. We'll talk about it. So we're talking about Alice in Chains, uh, the album Dirt. I love, 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 love this album. I Dude, still listen yeah, to it. I, they're one of my favorite bands from the nineties. I know Doug, you said before that it's not think, my, it's not my thing. You think they're yeah. kind of a hair band, leftover left hair band? But no, that's just I, my opinion, yeah, I, I especially on that album. I think they're more way talented than just a hair band. No, I mean, now they are. Like, their you know, songs yeah. outlasted. Yeah, their songs are way song. too good. Yeah, I, I uh-huh. love that song. That there's no. It just like. Pow! It yeah. just punches you right in the. It goes right yeah. into yeah. that riff. There's I just no remember him in. with those sunglasses on. He look. He looked like the bug. Yeah, I, I aspired to have that look when I was in college, man. We all did, man. I had, <laughs> the, I had, the, did, I had the goatee, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, dude, they, I totally remember this. Like, uh, Man in the Box came out. I didn't like it. I thought the video was freaky yeah, with the eyes yes. sewn shut. Yeah, sure. But I remember walking into a Tower Records and they were playing wood off of the uh, the single soundtrack. And I totally remember it stopping and just going. Yeah, that's I was cool. there with my dad. I remember stopping and going. I need this. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know what this is, and I think that might have been the first time that ever happened. I mean, yeah, I was in a I music did. store. I heard something. I'm like, I need this yeah. album right now, and I bought it on tape. Yeah, the singles was was a big thing to me. What was the that wood was a huge song. Yeah, it was like I was like, holy shit! I don't really like this band, but I really like this song. Yeah, and they had two like the Sap EP came out in February, and then this came out in September. So they had two things that came out during the year. All these bands became huge because of MTV, sure. right? Beavis oh, and Butthead. Yeah. Like, there was videos for Them Bones, Wood, Angry Chair, Rooster, Down in a Hole. They were huge, dude. They were huge, And they, right? they deserve everything in part. They, they, that three-part harmony that they, yeah, you know, might, everybody start, yeah. everybody yeah. start copying off of them. But, you know, it's funny. When they came out, nobody knew how to make heads or tails of it. Ryan and myself, we saw them open up for Van Halen for a foreign author calling knowledge tour. They literally got booed off the stage. You guys said that before. Because yeah. nobody... Got it. Nobody. Eddie's, Eddie's fans were not ready. Yeah, they were just like, nobody, what is this? This is just, you know, Lane was really talking a lot of crap. He on, said, go so, fuck yourself, Philly. Philly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, hey. yeah, he did. But, um, he yeah, didn't people, like the cocaine, like yeah, Chris like, Martin. He didn't like our heroin. Didn't like our heroin. But, yeah, people just didn't get it. You know, I guess the same thing when Stone Temple Pilots came out, that people weren't getting it in the beginning. But look how big they got. I know, absolutely. And, you know, they should be in the rock and roll theme. I think they'll. Thousand they're, Chains? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that train's coming. Yeah, okay. they're saying justice. I'm not a huge coming. fan of them. Yeah, but I definitely think they did something different. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm like shit. Yeah. I might be the. I'm probably the biggest fan out of the three of us. And I was like, okay, I no, don't sure. know about that, but yeah. okay. Yeah, totally. You got to recognize it. You know, yeah. it's... I mean, we talked and go back and listen to our episode on MTV Unplugged. We talked about this a lot, man. Their their MTV Unplugged was was one of the greatest ones yeah. it was ever Absolutely. produced. It's my. It's a, it's the only Allison Chains album I ever bought. I think I said that on the Unplugged album, but that's yeah. fantastic. Fantastic album. I'm a, I'm a huge fan, man. I have all their albums. I have their box set. I have all that other stuff. I mean, Jerry Cantrell has some great uh, solo, solo albums. stuff oh, is great, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That is and that's another point, too. Like, He's a brainchild of that whole thing, you know, of Allison Chains. Yeah. And they, had, they really had, like, two singers, too, because he would sing some yeah. stuff. And, oh, yeah. And, you, know, the, oh, yeah. you said the harmonies. Yeah. The three-part um, harmony, man. It was... Yeah. It was so recognizable. Really talented dude, oh, yeah, and yeah. the fact that they carried on. I mean, they were they were out of the limelight, man, for like fifteen years, mm-hmm. and they came and back. they came back with that dude uh, William Duvall. And he's great. Yeah, he's great. I remember they were opening up for Velvet Revolver, and I was like, I got to go in and see how good this is. And I go in, and it starts, and the new singer starts singing. Everybody's looking at each other like. Holy shit, I can't believe they make a comeback. Whenever we get around to doing the episode on concert stories, I think seeing them is one of my strangest. I was like, there was a midget and a, <laughs> and a topless transvestite. <laughs> no, at all, the show? At, on the, the stage? No, oh, like, on the no, stage? no, no, no. Oh. Like in my personal interaction, oh, oh. my circle, <laughs> where ended with a transvestite saying, you want to see my boobs? And me sure. saying, nice, nice tits, dude. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, that's true. I'll tell the story whenever we get to Whenever I tell the story about Jewel calling me a rude son of a bitch, <laughs> and the person saying, do you want to see my boobs? And me going, no. Uh, it, actually, yeah, I do. And then, nice tits, dude. Um, so, Jesus so, Christ. All right. All right. In the transgender world. <laughs> it is a transgender world. This was like, yeah, it was, all right, never mind. All right. Um, if I'm moving too fast, guys. No, The next one, dude, that we have on the list, man, is L7. This was an awesome album, dude. I don't know anything about them. Hey, I, on, let me play, I, yeah, play, let's play a little bit of it. This is uh, 30 Seconds of Pretend We're Dead.
dude, it's an awesome album, man. Yeah. I, and I haven't, I didn't do a whole lot of research on any of this shit because I wanted to just kind of like yeah. Yeah, off the cuff in my vibe. But this was produced by Butch Vig, who did Nevermind. He okay. was a producer uh, of Nevermind. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, also yeah. one of the guys in Garbage. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's like yes. one of the most famous. Yeah. Like, and you kind of hear it now. Like, all right, that's, yeah. A, yeah. that's a classic sound. grunge sound, that crunchy. It's almost kind of like a, it's like punk if you played a 45 and you slowed it down real far. Sure. It yeah. just has a great sound to yeah. it. A muddy like, sound. Yeah, I don't know anything about this band. It's the only song I know by them. Yeah. Like I didn't The yeah. only thing that I know really about this band is when the chick at the concert at her show threw a tampon. Threw that's all I Yeah, that's yeah. all I remember. Yeah. She threw her used tampon in the crowd. Yeah. As a matter of fact, whenever I hear somebody say L seven, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. You know, I watched a great documentary on L seven and they really, really put their time in. They're they are a true punk rock metal band mm-hmm. yeah that's what i put on here like classic 90s sound punk rock sound when well, you just said muddy dude that's yeah. that's a perfect like definition of yeah of, uh, of grunge is that muddy it's almost like punk but it's slowed down a whole lot yeah and like you loosen the strings on it on everything a lot everything's drop d yeah but it definitely, it definitely has a place for it though like i haven't heard that song in a long time i was great happy to song, hear it. I was happy to, it is a great song i'm gonna listen to that and i'm gonna go listen to never mind yeah. the only other thing i remember from them is there's a uh they're in the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. They play it in the background while, like, one of the first things that they're, when they're killing everybody. Have you ever seen the movie Serial Mom? I have not. It's a great what, movie. Is that on Pornhub? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a John Waters movie. Oh, okay. And uh, they play a band on stage. Okay. Yeah, we just watched that. That's a long great It's movie. a great movie. Oh, what Kathleen awesome Turner is great. Yeah, She's Kathleen oh. Turner. Pussy Willows. <laughs> this was just a cool this was a cool song that I haven't heard. Yeah, no, I listened no, to it no, a I long time. Yeah. And I was like, all right, awesome. All right, man. Moving on. I've got the last song in the alternative or in the grunge section. Um before we start, this is uh Soul Asylum, Grave Dancers Union. One of my it's, favorite yeah, albums of that ninety two baby. Is this a grunge album? Is they a grunge album? Yeah, they're, they're still they're still hanging there's something in there. like that. They're man. they're they're teetering on it. You know, man, they were one of my favorite bands. Grave yeah, Dancer yeah. Union was such an awesome album. Yeah, you played the hell out of this. I album. played the hell out of it. I loved it more than I loved any other alternative. I loved it more than I loved Alice in Chains. Oh, really? This is your favorite yeah. album? Yeah, I can back to totally. That up. Yeah, awesome. Totally. All right, let's play. It. Here's thirty seconds of somebody to shove, and then I'd love to hear why you have such an affinity for it. Great song. Great right. song. Yeah, man. So what about this band? Just they are dig so much. They are a true rock and roll garage band. They are, they are what rock and roll is. Like just I remember when I first heard someone show that intro, I was like hooked right away. And then they had that drum part. Yeah. You know, it and and right around then I would start playing the drums. And that I remember the first cover band I was in, that was one of the first songs that mm-hmm. I played. You know? And it's like a playoff um, on like I need somebody to love. Right? Oh like sure, a little, yeah. Yeah, a little like punk, punk. But it was spin-off. that's exactly what I. Uh, it was a punk pop song, and it opened the doors for more punk kind of stuff to me. You know, like I really do enjoy that song. Like, like what Ryan said, everything about that song is great. But they also had that other song, the Runaway Train song. And that, that was song, a huge yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. song was that was bigger, huge. That was the biggest song that year. And what people forget, dude, that song was so big, dude. Soul Sound played the White House when Clinton got. His inauguration, the first, the first 
barbecue they had or whatever they do at the White House. Soul Sound played the, the, hmm. the, the well, lawn. They, they took that vid- uh, that video, that train video, yeah. and put all those missing children posters up in their in the video, and and the, they had the hotline number at the yeah. end of the video. Yeah, you know what I read about that man? That, this is one of the songs I actually did a little bit of research because I remember that. So the video would have little clips of missing children. At the end, it would say you could call. At some point, MTV cut that out. Because they were afraid it was going to be taken as a public service announcement, and they're like, "We're playing a music video." Yeah. Which is really like shit bags. Dude, there's shit bags of the week. Right. MTV shit bag of the Hang week. Hang on, we can we can play the shit bag of the week. Shit bag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. MTV. I don't understand why they they would do. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, but also like so. Then I looked up. But they said do the that choose um, or lose. No yeah. problem. Choose right. or lose. But I said the director of that video said that they have found twenty six of the kids. Yeah, that were amazing. featured in that, and they had different like regional like if you lived in like Arizona, they would play a different video because they had different kids. Oh wow! Some oh really? kids, Oh wow! Yeah, some of the kids that they found were unfortunately they found their bodies because yeah. they were yeah. murdered. Yeah, but there, there's some really fucked up stories of like sure of but that the, for but, them to dedicate a video to that. That's pretty amazing. And you think yeah. this is before the internet. You know, I mean, right. so yeah, this, yeah, is, right, this right, right. is a huge accomplishment, yeah. you know, for for the band or whatever the cause. Which is really cool, man. Like, you're going to spend that time and be like, okay, well, if you live in California, what, you're, you're probably not going to find a kid yeah. who's missing from New Philadelphia, Jersey, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll make a regional yeah. video. Whoever the director was for that uh, for that video. It was an idea. Whoever idea Whoever's was. Whoever's idea was. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. Yeah, really cool, man. Changed a lot of people's lives. All right, so I think that's like the grunge bucket, the logical spinover would be into alternative because i'm like with soul asylum like uh, you could argue they're an alternative band they're a grunge band but this is a band that i have no fucking idea where they belong and that is faith no more <laughs> this is one of my favorite albums absolutely angel dust of is all amazing. time yeah angel a, dust is a great the second album. i heard the first time i saw the video their, their first video for it I was sold. Yeah, that's my notes where I just wrote, I love, love, love this album. It's heavy. Uh, it's quirky. Everything about this album is I, heavy. It's, and it's so much better than the first album. Like, they evolved. They, they seem I mean? like they had more time to uh, experiment in the studio. Yeah. I also, that the album before this with the, the real thing, mm. I played that till that tape broke. Yeah, too. I played yeah. it. I played that. And I had this on cassette till it broke, and then I bought yeah. the CD. This was one of those um. I don't know if you guys ever did this. Remember the CDs came in those long boxes? Sure. I used to cut oh, out the yeah, long yeah. boxes and yeah, I would and hang, hang them on, on my wall. wall. Yeah. And I totally remember having this one, man. Let me play a little bit of Midlife Crisis. I think he has the best voice of the 90s. I went back and listened to this whole album again when this came out. Dude, and I was like, it was like connecting with old friends again. Sure. It was like going to a high school reunion and talking to somebody that I haven't seen in 20 years. I I so enjoyed listening to this again. Every song on that album. Just hearing that song is just like a flashback. Like you just have flashbacks the first time you heard it, you know. Uh, it wasn't on. I think it's on there now, if, like on Spotify. But their cover, easy. Oh, that was so much take out of this. It's it so, was so like much. It's off, so yeah. easy, man. It's such a great album. He's awesome, dude. He, he's like, a weird dude. He's he's never, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't talked about him very much on the dude, show yet. He's like he has an, an Italian opera album out. 
Does he really? Yes, he does. He and then has, he's Mr. Bungle. Yeah, he's, he's really an eccentric. He's, he's really talented. They also had that dude, the guitar player, Jim Martin, the guy with the yeah, red glasses, amazing. who was in yeah. uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventures. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, the he, next album was the last one he was in. And I didn't uh, you know find this for years and years and years. He was like Cliff Burton, one of Cliff Burton's best friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he always good. wore the t-shirt in the videos. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Cl- yeah, Cliff one Burton. One of his best friends. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, even Metallica back in the day, they'd be wearing Faith No More shirts. Yeah. There's always those pictures of James. Yeah, with the white shirt. Because yeah. they, with their original singer, Mike Patton wasn't the original singer. They have a singer before that. Yes. The uh, song We Care A Lot. I don't know. I don't. I never yeah. listened to it. Yeah, it was like yeah. an African American guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They also very briefly had another singer named Courtney Love. Did really? They, really? they, they kind of like she got up on stage and did Fuck a couple songs her. with them. So yeah. She sold. Did she steal more Kurt songs? Like, oh, right. I wrote this song right. too. Yeah. Their um their first album, We Care a Lot, was like it's. I'll play it. We take commercial break. It's got like a. It's heavier and slower and. Mike Patton just a way better. He's, he he's an amazing that. singer. He's he so just, underrated. He was driving that boss man for. They're another band. They put out like three really good albums, and it just kind of like just flamed out. They I saw them hard. later in their career, and uh, they were an amazing show. They, they were, were an amazing they were in show. Philly, a couple years, a couple ago. years ago, yeah. they got together. Oh, yeah, they they played, all, they, yeah, they played the they man. Played the man. Yeah. I heard they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. really wanted to go to that, and I I didn't. I don't remember why. I mean, I I can talk about that album for an hour. Another band that I had on. You guys listen to Pavement. I have, yeah, sure. I had I put them on here, and uh, like I was never like a huge fan, but also I think that they're really important. It was yeah, like one of definitely. the um, yeah, the band Pavement. I put them on here just because I think that's a like an important album in terms of alternative music, mm. and it's also an indie album that I think it was like one of the best selling indie releases. Mm. Uh, here's thirty seconds of uh, Summer Babe Winter, the Winter version off of Slanted and Enchanted. It's think, different. It's got a Lou Reed thing going on with it. Totally. Like, you know, yeah, his voice, yeah. You know, that yeah. muddy, that muddy sound yeah. Right yeah. you talked about. Yeah, Lou Reed. I, you know, I was never really in the pavement back then. I don't know why, but I, I really enjoyed. They that. had hardcore street credit. Yeah, they did. You know, they were like, um, like Fugazi was Fugazi, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Fugazi, like a band that like nobody knew about. But yeah, if you yeah. knew, you thought you were cool. Like yeah. the, the muddy, they, muddy Boston's were like that yeah, for a while yeah. too. Before I put Helmet in that. They had Helmet was like that category also, like a cult following, kind of thing. I just put classic 90s alternative sound, a little bit of that real messy garage sound to it. I was always in the impression that they were a heavier band, like kind of like Helmet. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah they're not, yeah. They're, they're not, more like no. 120 minutes. Yeah. MTV, yeah. 120 minutes. I'm going to jump. Kinda, yeah, I'm going to jump into that. I'm going to listen to a little bit more Pavement. Yeah, I hadn't listened to that album. I, I listened to the one after this. They had uh, that song, Cut Your Hair, mm-hmm. on it. That was that was on 120 minutes a I'm lot. I'm sure it was. And I went back and listened to this one. And I enjoyed it. It was something yeah. like I just I kind of glanced over as a kid and went back and I was like, oh, I was digging it. Did you buy this when it when it came out? I didn't. Okay. I, I haven't listened to it till two weeks ago. Okay, I, was, I remember I the album was, cover. I do like, too. Yeah. Totally. And it's like it's messy. Right? Yeah. The, the yeah. writing on it, like half the writing's cut off. Um, yeah, worth no, digging up yeah. and dusting yeah. off. Discovering I, I, stuff thirty years from later. Yeah, it's like you know, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Do you guys listen to Sonic Youth? Yeah. 
enough to know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they we, have a different kind of sound. They're really should awesome. Should we play it? I, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, 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 never no, got, I never got into them. Maybe yeah, the Rob Owens never heard of them. Let's but they're a, they're highly respected band, Sonic. Here's Sugar Cane off of Dirty. I don't know, man. There's something about that. I Dude, I bet you Kate Bush fans love this. <laughs> but Sonic Youth, man, they get a lot of street credit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they totally. get total. Like, people love Sonic Youth. The bass player, she's a woman. She dated Kurt Cobain before Courtney Love, Courtney Love got her his claws in the. Remember that band, The Breeders? Sure. Yeah. That cannibal. Like, uh, Kim Gordon, the bass player in Sonic Youth, she's in that. So that's she's, exactly yeah, what, yeah. yeah. So. But no, they I get their. Right. I like that. I like their sound. Yeah. People love them. Like, they're. Uh, I remember yeah. Doug and I recorded an album, and our producer name is Mike Rochelle, and he was telling us how Pavement came in and did a live show in the studio, and they're like these, he don't know how they even make a sound like their equipment is so old hmm. and so beat up and everything, but whatever they do, the sound they do worked. Pavement, not Sonic Youth. No, Sonic Youth. Okay, oh, yeah, you said pavement. pavement. Okay. Oh, no, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, guys. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. sorry. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sonic Youth came in and played. And he was like, I don't know how they do it, but hmm. they make it work. But like you were saying with their equipment, this and that, dude, that's part of the sound. Like, yeah. a, I remember back then, people were going out searching for, like... Old beat the shit. Beat the shit, but stuff that was made, like, in the 70s and, like, early 80s and, like, really grabbing all this stuff because they don't make it anymore. You know, hmm. so you have a sound that nobody else is doing because nobody has has that kind of equipment. Hmm. You know, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes all the way back to, like, somebody like Charlie Watts' drums. Those symbols that he used were vintage. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Again, Sonic Youth, they were a huge deal. Yeah, they, still, they still have a great underground following. Yeah, they're, they're almost like the, the Velvet Underground of the 90s. Yeah. Like that kind of like, you got to be into that music. You're not a casual music fan mm-hmm. and like are really into them. Um, I thought you would I thought you would have been really into yeah, them, Bruce. Yeah, I just... That's, for, for some yeah, reason... Picky out, you know, yeah, yeah, picky I did. Out. For some right. reason, I thought you would, that would be like that would... Sonic Youth would be like one of your bands that you grew up on or, yeah, or and like, fondly of anyway and i don't i don't dislike them i just yeah, yeah just, i just didn't yeah, i never no. invested the time yeah. just to listen to them yeah and even now i was kind of like eh like i played it yeah. and i was like all right it sounds like some other shit i did yeah, it from 90s yeah yeah all right let's move on so i'm gonna keep moving on let's talk about another more of a poppy band that had a huge album and that was the gin blossoms Great. i really like this album. you have man. this band on their notes you have it as alternative i think you had it on the, the yeah, yeah. So, so we're in the intro to the bucket are they like, yeah are they pop no, they're a pop band are they and, like, but this is a band i dude i was on board the second the first time yeah, i started the same album, their first album was yeah. A great the, pop album. Dude, they had like is, five hits off of it again like you try to put this stuff in buckets and it's like okay this is like is Toad the Wet Sprocket alternative? Are they pop in? You know, there's there's a whole shitload of yeah. these like Hootie and the Blowfish, yeah. like kind of like yeah. yeah. They get called alternative because they yeah. were around pop music, the, yeah. right? Like they wore flannel shirts to so their alternative yeah. music, but dude, just just solid classic. I my notes to say classic '90s alternative rock band. Can we hear? Yeah, dude. Here we go. 
And we could have played any one of like five songs off of this sure. album. But here you go. Tell me, do you think it'd be all right if I could just crash here tonight? You could see I'm in no shape for driving. And anyway, I've got no place to go. It's a I think me and Doug played that in every single every band, single band. every single band that we've ever played in. Yeah, and I think we even tried to attempt it in this in this band that we're in now. <laughs> I I love it. I love this album. No, the, the whole album's great. Like I said, I was on board. Um, what, what were you saying, Bruce? Yeah. All right. So this is the only album that I did some research on because I I remember hearing that there was like a sad story around mm-hmm. it, so I looked it up, and this is rather depressing. But um, one of the founders of the Jim Blossoms was a guy named Doug Hopkins. He was the lead guitarist, and he was the main songwriter. He wrote mm-hmm. this song. He wrote Found Out About You, all the kind of hits. But the dude was – he had depression, and he was a really, really bad alcoholic. And he didn't want the band even to sign to a record label. He was like, no, they're going to tell us what to do. Sure. They're going to override all of our shit. So there was kind of like some Truth animosity. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. Right. So as they're recording this album, the record label was like, dude, he's a drunk. He's got to go. And the band was getting fed up with his shit. So the band goes to him and he was supposed to get like 15 grand off like the advance of the album. Mm. And they knew he was really, really hard up with money. So the band goes to him and goes like, dude, you're out. And That's we're horrible. not giving you the 15 grand unless you sign over your publishing rights. That's hard Jeez, for the song. Are they, we have two shit bags. Or, or half of your publishing rights and your royalties. Wow. Because knowing that the guy is, is in a tough spot. I always kind of knew that. And I always like, like God. as much as I do like the band, I'm never gonna listen to that album again. Yeah. It's just like I always kind of like fucking remember that, like yeah. hearing yeah. that story. Right, so we, we're gonna make them this, this second second bag. They're a shit bag of the week. Here we go. Shit bag of the week. So the dude got kicked out of the band, and then the band takes off, and he gets in a car and drives somewhere, and he hears the fucking song on the radio. And the original lyric for "Hey Jealousy" was about like um. You know, you can trust me not to think and not to sleep around. If you don't expect too much from me, you won't get let down. Mm. The original lyric was, you can trust me not to drink because he was an alcoholic. Right. So it was about him. And you think about that in a context, like, that's a pretty dark, like, sure. you can trust me not to drink and not to sleep around. If you don't expect too much from me, you won't get let down. Right. That is dark. It's kind of, right? Dude, it's, it's really a happy sounding song yeah, with a dark. But it's great, though. It's a great lyric. You right, know, right. It's, it's, it's so, honest. So they mailed him, they sent him the gold record, and he had the gold record on his wall, and the more he heard this shit on the radio all the time, at one point he said he came home, oh, I got crazy. and he ripped it off the wall, and he smashed it. Dude, I, I wouldn't be able to, to live with it. Like, And then he went, and he got a thirty eight out of a, of a pawn shop, and he killed himself. That's so sad. Uh, and he said he had less than 500 bucks in his wallet, and that was uh, all the money in the world that he had. That's so sad. Because he gave away his royalties. That's so, so sad. Awful. And um, there's, there's like, you can go on YouTube, and you can find, like, really old versions of the song, mm. like, with the original lyrics on really? it. It was really, it was really sad. That's really sad. I Man, I am not for that band anymore at all. And that's a, such a great album, yeah. right? It was, yeah. like, just... I saw them... I saw that they op- when the Eagles opened up the link, they had a free show like a like a pep rally, and the Jim Blossoms played it. So this was this is like twenty years ago, a million years ago. So one of my best friends to this day, my buddy Brian Geisler, 
I just met him like two weeks prior to that. And he's, I'm like, oh, you're that guy, Brian. I met at the baseball game, this, that, blah, blah. And we're just, we're so drunk. Like, it was just like, you know, we're so drunk. They play Hey Chelsea right out of the gate. And then there was like a half hour later. We're like, we just look at each other. We just kind of met each other. We're like, we're like we're no scream. Play Hey Chelsea again. Like, you know. <laughs> no yeah. other hits. Just Hey Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. So next time you hear that song, man, thinking that there's a dark side Douche of that bag. album, dude. Holy and, shit. And man. there was like four or five songs off that album, right? Like, uh, Found Out About You. Uh, it was definitely a hit. It was on the charts. It was definitely in top 20 charts. But I always put them in the category, like, even though the Counting Crows are just, like, a much better band, timeless band. But I always kind of, like, associate those two bands together because I guess they came out, like, right at the same couple of years, you know, had the same kind of following, you know. Until I Fall Away, Found Out About You, Allison Road, Hey Jealousy. Allison Road's a good song. Yeah. They, they had a song on the Empire Records soundtrack, Found Out About You. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's on this album, too. Okay. Um, and I'm looking at the track listing. So he wrote one, two, three four, five, six of the 12 songs that sure. guy wrote. And that, that was also kind of their peak, too, right? So it's like that dude wasn't writing songs for them anymore. Yeah, they didn't they never... really do much after that. Like, you know, yeah. they were one album band. Yeah, it's a shame, man. It's a it's a really sad story. A hard, hard rock and roll ending. Yeah, right. That's rock and roll, right? All right, let's keep rolling, man. Uh, we're going to talk about this. All right, the next <laughs> album is R.E.M. Automatic for the People. What, what was on this album? One of, actually one of the greatest songs ever, everybody ever, ever written. Everybody heard truth. No man, uh, man on the moon. I fucking hate this song. Really? Here, uh, yeah. This is here a good we go. Song. I hate the hey baby. I, I love uh, that. Oh, oh, I love Andy that. Coffin's I hate it. The man. I love that. I hate it. Play it. here. All right. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one? Dude, we trash REM on this show all mm-hmm. the time, but damn, that fucking song is good. It's man. A what great, do you like about a, that? What do you guys like about that? Because song? it's about Andy Kaufman. Like you, like we all seen the movie, you know, Man on the Moon and everything like that, and you listen to these lyrics. And everything just makes sense that he's that they're talking about. And he's like talking about childhood. You know, he's like, let's play Twister, let's play Risk. Um, I think it's about um, your youth, you know, and, uh, you know, how life can be silly, you know, with Andy Coffin, you know. Okay. I, I, I hate REM. Yeah. I wish that. They, I don't know if they're in a rock and roll fame. No, you know this album got five stars from Rolling Stone, which is really hard, sure, right? They yeah. don't they don't hand those yeah. out very yeah. often. But it's just but like you know um, everything else on the album sucks. But that sound, I don't know. Like like we were, I asked the question, I was like, is everybody hurts on this album? You're like, yeah, that also is one. Of, unfortunately, I fucking is hate one of the song. greatest songs ever written. Oh, Remember that God. video when he we, he would hug himself. <laughs> everybody hurts. You heard Mike, that. Hug, hug yourself, Mike. You heard that after be okay. You heard that after Columbine. Yeah, I don't you heard like, that after nine yeah. eleven. Every yeah. tragedy they rolled that yeah, shit it's out. out. Yeah. It's like maybe that's not just their fault. But... No, yeah, just it's, it's that's just the media. Fuck them. But um, I have to say, as much as we do do not like REM. It's a great song, man. Man man. Great song. REM had a really small window. Like this album, the album before it, and the album after. There was some stuff 
Oh, I fucking hated Monster. What I'm was, thinking of. I'm just saying too. Yeah, I'm that thinking that, maybe I'm thinking two albums ahead. Yeah, yeah, because um, Monster was like their comeback album. Yeah, yeah and that's like, where like, I, they that, didn't do anything for years. Yeah, and, then they came and that was back. where I soured on them. That yeah, was they, the worst concert that I've ever album seen. Sucks. Oh, that's right. You did see that. Yeah. Poor guy. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move on. We're gonna talk about REM anymore. All right. I got something might be a little bit more obscure for 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 you guys. You guys listen to a band named Sugar? No. Mm-mm. All right, so Sugar was uh, Bob Mold, who was the lead singer for Husker Du. Okay. When Husker Du broke up, we didn't talk about Husker Du in the punk episode, man. Yeah, and I, we talked and I, about And it. I liked them a lot, man. Cool. Real heavy three-piece, real sl- um, sloppy, muddy kind of sound. And then he just came out with a with a pop band. And he just it was just a real That's solid strange. 90s alternative. Oh, here's 30 seconds of a song called If I Can Change Your Mind. And just think about Husker Du in the light of this and just mm. how different this is. And I just I just love this album. It's an album called Copper Blue. Hey, that's why I like it. Yeah, say that would come at me. That's why I like it. Is that the chorus? Yeah, dude, I, I never. I, mean, I don't know that song. I never heard that song, dude. Before. I love that. I never heard. That he's before. great, man. I've I've he, seen him every time he comes to Philly. Mm. He still tours. I I go and see him. He's he great. wrote that beginning. Like I said, it sounds like Springsteen. Yeah, you know. Like, I don't know if he's playing a twelve string there. It's like just yeah, it's real, but just like how it drives. Yeah. You know, very cool shit. Really interesting dude, man. And uh, I don't think that band gets a lot of mention anymore. I, I, that's why we have this there show. You go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, the last thing I have on the alternative bucket is the single soundtrack. Oh, I oh, love that. Was a huge thing to me, man. Man, huge. that that is like that is. If you need to introduce somebody to grunge, you're like, here you go, man. Here's, here's the here's, here's, here's the, the intro. Yeah, here's yeah. That movie, um, Cameron Crowe wrote the uh, the 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 script. Mo- the script for the movie. The movie was okay, right? But the soundtrack, like. What's better than the movie? Sure. Yeah. What are you Absolutely. Gonna, you know, that? I put a uh, state of love and trust on there. Pearl Pearl Jam. Jam. Yeah, here you go. Dude, that changed my life. Yeah, that song. State of love and trust changed my life. Like you said, and, and when we were talking about Pearl Jam in an earlier episode, you you went out and bought ten. And you thought this song was going to be on there, and you're like, "What the fuck? The song's not on there." Yeah, then, because they played it on the unplugged. Yeah, and I was like, "Where's this fucking song at?" Yeah, and uh, it was on the single soundtrack That's, along with Wood. Yeah, um, Soundgarden, Soundgarden, Mother Love yeah. Bone. Jimi Hendrix was on. That was one of the first Jimi Hendrix songs I ever heard. You know. But yeah, but that uh, Pearl Jam song still gets me going, man. That should be like, man, we got up, we played the little clip of us getting off the time machine. That should be like, welcome back to the 90s, sir. Here's your copy of the single soundtrack on cassette tape now and your flannel shirt. Continue on. You want to hear something funny about, I, I heard about singles, the movie, the script. They 
NBC gave Cameron Crowe like a bunch of money to make this sitcom. He's like, no, I'm going to make this movie about single people living together kind of thing. You know what the show that they made? Friends? Friends. You yeah. just said that. I was thinking in my mind. Yeah. yeah. They stole, Friends stole the idea from oh. the movie Singles. Yeah. I think the movie's like largely forgettable, but the soundtrack dude was oh, no. really rocking. Yeah. I don't know. Matt Dillon's really, he's like, awesome. he's great. Dude, yeah. Eddie Better's in it. And Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell's in it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff Hammett's in it. Yeah, Kim, uh, the guitar player for Soundgarden. Kim, uh, whatever his name is. He, Vile. Yeah, Vile, he's in it. Allison Chains is in it. They're yeah. in it. Definitely, definitely a time machine for 1992. Absolutely, man. That's like, you know, we're huge in Belgium, like I say all the time about this show. Yeah. Like, oh, we're huge in Belgium. <laughs> all right. I think that's it for the alternative stuff. And then we're going to move into the heavy stuff. And the heavy stuff is just as, just as the line between grunge and alternative mm. was messy. Some of this shit is like, is it industrial music? Is it heavy music? Well, let's find out. No fucking idea. The first album I had, which is also one of my, Faith No More was one of my favorite albums. This is also one of them, and that's Psalm 69 by Ministry. Yes. I fucking Me love too, this dude. album. Me too, Blast that shit. Right, here we go. This is NWA. NWO. Yeah. <laughs> Stick them up. <laughs> here we go. Here's, here's NWO. I love that. You'll never see me because I'm always alone. I have to say, as a 45-year-old man, I have to say I'm sorry to my parents. Like, you just play that? Constantly. I used to blast that shit in my room so much. This is just pissed off your parents. God, dude, Ministry was a great band. They had dude, that other song, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Yeah, they had a window of, man, like three albums in a row mm. that were just really great, and they just kind of spun out. He, they're still around. He's still alive. alive. That yeah. dude has like, been through like Drug City. Like he's he's like done every drug. He survived many overdoses, but he's still out there touring. This album, they they got a huge advance to make this album. Really, and they said they blew it all. They said they were spending a thousand bucks a day on like drugs. Good for them. But it's like that. You know, this is the the nineties show. That's the song that reminds me of my childhood. Just driving around with my buddy in his station wagon, mm-hmm. just in his parents' car, just flying yeah. around, going yeah, to pool totally, halls, totally. going to diners, going to pool halls, going to Defert <laughs> Mall or Echelon Mall, whatever. But that's I was real. I'm really happy to hear. It. I haven't heard that in a long yeah, time. That, yeah, that's on my like when I do work out. Every, yeah, you know, ten years. That's on my. My uh, yeah, I, had I was gonna say like that. That's kind of like a me head song. I'm sure like a lot of me heads have that like song playing in their headset. When I they, hope when not. they uh, when they're working out. Right. I, I hope not. It's they, they're, the song's way too cool for me heads. All right, we're gonna play three songs out of them. So do you guys, I you know the song Jesus built my hot rod, yeah, it's right? A great song. All right, here's a little bit of it. I just want to kind of show something here.
That's, that's a great song. That's Gibby Haynes from mm. the Butthole Surfers. Yeah, he's the best. So here's a song called Some Dispute Over T-Shirt Sales <laughs> off of the Butthole Surfers <laughs> album, Independent Worm Saloon, which is an absolutely fucking fantastic album. Oh, he awesome. said, I love it. Yeah. 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 This song it. called Some Dispute Over T-Shirt Sales. That's, that's a, I love that title. title. That's an yeah. amazing title. Bands break over <laughs> bands break up over T-shirt money. Right. Yeah, and that album with the Butthole Server, that came out in 93. Dude, that, mm. that, that was love that album. We can do that next year. Yeah. We do the the back 93. Uh, but yeah. that uh but that ministry song Jesus Drives a Hot Rod, I like that better than the other song. I've I always had yeah. I've yeah, always yeah, yeah, had yeah, yeah. it's it has I humor to it, yeah. you know. The um, they were another thing, man. It, I just remember watching MTV really, really late at night. I don't remember yeah, if it was yeah. Headbangers Ball yeah. or it was Beavis and Butthead. No, definitely Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. Butthead. Yeah, like just one fix. Like yeah, but their songs are all about drugs. Yeah, and they all had the all good these stuff. weird samples. And, yeah, you know, they're, heavy they're, shit. They're, they're more were, industrial. Yeah, to me. I would say that too. I think so too. Yeah. They were like, like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're Nine Inch Nails and White Zombie. Like yeah. crushed together, but of like heavier. That, okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, let's talk about Nine Inch Nails. So Nine Inch Nails yeah. came out with a. They had an EP that came out this year. So they were coming right out of. It was after Pretty Hate Machine. Mm-hmm. Pretty Hate Machine was kind of like Ministry was like this too. Ministry was like a like a synth pop band. Right. You listen to old Ministry, it's like dance music almost. Yeah. And Pretty Hate Machine was cool, but it didn't have that edge. It had a dance beat to it, kind of thing. Yeah. And then you came out, and then Nine Inch Nails dropped this. Yeah, man. So this is like you came out of like head like a hole. You know, it was like little synth. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Like heavy Depeche Mode. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, that's they, yeah, they that's good. Very well said. Definitely yeah. diff- different. I and remember then, the video. The video was really yeah, industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it was, was like, just like in a cage. Yeah, yeah. It was just like Mad Max. And again, kind of thing. And like what a sound that was. It was new. It was it something ch- different. It changed everything. Right. It absolutely had a big, huge part of changing everything. Right. Everybody was like, what is this? Yes. Right, Even this, though it's like leads- industrial, like you had your ministry and this and that, but this was like commercially successful. Right. Yeah. You know? And this is like, this is the precursor to the downward spiral. Yeah. And Which then, is a know, He's in the rock and roll yeah. hall of fame. Yeah. It's yeah. like, just, yeah. I was like, he's a yeah. genius. I think they were the first band t-shirt i own really, really? Like, i had a i had a pretty hate machine t-shirt like an egg album came out like 89 90 it was just um, so like kind of cool if you were in the nine inch nails back then like if you like you got it like, yeah you know, right you, i was some like I, i'll be honest i didn't get it in the beginning like, I, mean, I absolutely not I, right. always, I had it on cd and i was telling you guys during our i have it coming on vinyl 
That's amazing. And it's going to sound badass. I can't wait to get it. They had some weird, like, there was a, a remix version, like, the cover was blue yeah. instead of red. It was called Fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a whole bunch of, like, back, like, when remixes were, like, yeah, they were they, turning yeah. out all kinds yeah. of shit. He always did that, though. He yeah, always had Trent different, was like, a big yeah. thing. They're all on Spotify. Yeah. But he's, like, he's a big, like, producer and, like, you know, yeah. big sound guy. You know, he's always tinkering with things. Yeah. I was a big fan. All right, man. Keep rolling on. Uh, another kind of industrial band, man, was La Sexaristo by White Zombie. Oh, uh, White, yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. The album. So they had, uh, this is the album that Black Sunshine was on, mm-hmm. Thunderkiss 65. Dude, this band is popular because of Beavis and Butthead. Definitely. Right? Beavis beginning, and Butthead, yeah. right? Like, they got started. They loved, they loved it. They were like, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. I loved it, man. This was, yeah, um. They made, they made a, they made a, a stamp. They made a, like a footprint. Yeah, they, they, they were they were such a huge band when they came out, and that Rob Zombie was an original character. Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, he was something. Something. I don't. What is he? He was something out of a, a horror movie. Can we? Know? Um, hang on. You had uh, Thunder Kiss sixty five on there. Yeah, I'm gonna play, play. Play something else. I was gonna play Black Sunshine because the spoken word at the beginning. Okay, it's uh here. Yeah, that spoken word at the beginning, that's Iggy Pop. That's oh, right. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and I love this, man. As we pulled this up, like, the first song on this album is called Welcome to Planet Motherfucker. <laughs> like, they're awesome, dude. I, we talked about them a lot in our yeah. Shock Rock episode, but... Uh, but just hearing that, the, the Iggy Pop part, the introduction there, that reminds me of, a, like, a B-movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely, you know, man. It's rockabilly, yeah. right, B-horror. Everything yeah. they did was always... Yeah. It's like, you know, early in their career, like, how they got Iggy Pop is just like... You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of artists understood what Rob Zombie's vision was, like what he was trying to do musically. Like you hear it like with I the think, car yeah. drive by and everything. Like, everybody was like, man, this guy's like something special. Yeah. And this band, I still love the majority of music they, they put out. Like man, I'm a yeah, huge Rob fan. I, see, I always seen them one time there. They opened up for Ozzy and I was just like. This is amazing. Yeah. Did you see? You saw the whole band and not him by himself. No, oh, no, we, it was we just went and saw Rob Zombie. Yeah, it was just Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie. Yeah. yeah, but I said to Ryan not too long ago. I was like, "Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't he do White Zombie?" And he was like, "Why would he?" We why talked about he? that in the he Shock Rock all episode. the dough for himself. Yeah. But dude, he's a. I love him. Yeah. I love everything he does. I think everything I like he touches movies. turns to gold. His you know? movies are great. His albums he's are a, great. He's a pop icon. He's making a Monsters movie. He Nobody has gonna, any idea what this is going to be like. He was going to make that Broad Street Boys movie yeah, without about, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. And they the were Bob Clark and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bernie That would have been, been decadent. And, and the Monsters. They, monster, they were going to uh, try to, if, they were, if that was going to get greenlit, they were going to film some of that in the bar. Really? Broad Street. Yep. Absolutely. I had it all worked out with wow. someone. Yep. A little inside. There's yep. some inside baseball for you guys. Yep. Yeah, dude. Even like the monster saying like, it's getting, it's getting shit on all the time because he puts his wife in everything, and yeah. I was like, I don't She's care, hot. man. I'm gonna watch it. Me too. Yeah. Tim Burton puts his wife in every yeah. movie he makes. So yeah. it's Kevin Smith, but he's a slob. Yeah, yeah. but um, but uh, no, what White Zombie? 
like that was a great album a great album it's a band that i caught on to later on in my life yeah i mean again it was like a little too dangerous for me when 1992 was like you know i was with the grunge and their second album was fucking great too oh my god it's so good i oh my god i played that astro cube 2000 dude what a great album one of my favorite i can't wait in two years when we we do the two years i can't wait dude still be around yeah man i love i we can talk about this one forever but I still think he should get back together with White Zombie and do a tour. I think he would. They would just crush it. Cool. I'd go see it. I'd line up. Uh, next, I got uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Now this is a band that changed everything. They changed everything. The game, man. There's everything about music. Here's thirty seconds of Wake Up. I'm glad you played this one. Dude, I remember the first yep, time same. I heard that. Dude. I was in gym class, and yeah. I heard that, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. what is this? What is Man. that guitar sound? There was a couple times, like, other episodes we've done. It's like, if they're all pieces on the board, somebody puts their arm on it, just swipes all the shit off the Absolutely. board. Yeah. That is them, dude. They, they, are, they, were they, the they are the most, one of the most important bands to happen. Not of all time, but, like, at least in a few decades. Nothing, nothing sounded like nothing, this, nothing. right? And it's still fresh. It's still, like, the whole album. Like, it was just that so important. Album it started making so it, it fucking great. It started making you think different. Like, you know, right. With, it was political age, as shit. And you're right. so trying to figure out politically where you stood back then. And you're just kind of like figuring things out. And it's a it, dude, it was a huge, dude, huge deal. Dude, when, that's an awesome point, man. Because that's yeah. also like when shit comes out, you got to think about like, okay, if some if this came out now, I'm mature in my oh, thought, yeah. right? No, if you're absolutely. a kid. Like, if yeah, you're a kid no. in the 60s when like. Yes. Buffalo Springs when the birds come out, yeah. it makes you think a certain way, yeah, right? Because right. it's like it is more yeah. impactful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. right? For us, yeah, this was the shit that made you go like, "Whoa, what yeah. is going on?" Because they're introducing their merchandise, like there's stuff they were doing things that no, they were so controversial. Yeah, you, you know, they, there was a time when they were backing up different political things and everything like that. In South Philadelphia, you could not wear a Rage Against the Machine shirt. You couldn't play it in the you bar. couldn't play it in the bar. You couldn't do any of that shit because of the so, political stance. Yeah, because shit. all the political shit and, and especially in South Philadelphia it was a huge thing um, I'm not getting into that, any of that yeah stuff. we talked about no, that before yeah. um, but this album the sounds that Tom Morello makes with his guitar was revolutionary you know the bass playing it was so like we were just listening to that deep bass right there and it, it, and Zach his, he's one of the greatest front men ever Absolutely. I mean they're like um like they play that song at the end of the Matrix, yes, right. And it's like so that has a futuristic. It goes with the theme of the movie. That yeah, it's, it's like futuristic, wake up. funky. Yeah. Right yeah. at the end, he's like wake up. And and you said before, Doug, in another episode that like you don't think they've evolved beyond that very much. That and Evil Empire, there are the like I'll always go back to those albums. But I yeah, I don't think he really evolved too much from from that from. That from what he does, yeah, you know, that's what he's. Known I just for. think that's what he does. Yeah. That's what he does. It's but not I, his fault. I never really like you know. You guys brought up that he played for uh, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Morello. Uh, Morello yeah, I yeah. never heard anything that he did. Like I heard like Tom like goes to Tom I Jones, watched like it. You know I mean, but I for some I, I'm gonna have to go watch it and hear I what his it. interpretation of what Little Steven did. It's amazing. But dude, honestly, this is one of the most important bands of my life. Yeah, he changed. Can, he say, changed how guitar was playing. 
No, it's it's he's great. He goes up there. Um, I watched video with Bruce, and one of my favorite Springsteen songs is "Lost in the Flood." He and, fucking brings and it. He Tom Morello at the end of it just usually Niles plays guitar yeah. solo in it, but Tom Morello plays guitar solo in it, and he fucking nails it. Yeah. I, I saw something earlier this week. It was a Rage Against Machine concert from like 1992, and they're playing like they are kids, they're babies, and you see my. I don't know why I didn't send it to you guys. But it was like kind of watching this thing. I was like, "Look how fucking young these guys are!" Yeah, and look at him. Like, look at Zach. Like, he had, like he's short hair. He had short hair. I saw it, and he's just like <laughs> fucking into it. And like, it's bad, dude. It's bad. They were an original yes. idea. Yeah. Yes, they just canceled their tour for 2022. Yeah, I, yeah, I just saw it today when I was driving over here for 150 dollars a ticket. Yeah, because they, they were <laughs> they were supposed to play before the pandemic, and yeah. they were supposed to play some festival, but they were going to play Camden, but the Camden. Tickets yeah. didn't go on sale because yes, they had to sell yes. out the other thing. Yes. And I don't think yeah, neither show's ever happened, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But I was definitely going to yeah. go see that. All right, dude, let's keep uh, you want to talk about some controversial shit? Let's go and talk about maybe the most controversial album that came out in the heavy metal category for the year, Body Count. Oh, oh the best. They're so, great. Dave ice, is this ice. album was so fucking good, dude. And dude we, were, we were on board the second this came uh, out. We saw them on this tour and yeah, everything. Yeah. Well, Ice T grew up and he liked Sabbath and Zeppelin, and he decided he was going to start a a band, a heavy metal band. They went out on the road before the album came out. They went on Lollapalooza mm-hmm. in '91, and they come out with an album and. It's a great, dude. It's an awesome album. It's a fucking dude, awesome, it's an album. amazing album. God damn, it stirs up it's, a shit storm. And he he made it like he made it that way. Yeah, and he he, he, he st- wanted to show Wicked. He what the, stepped into the fucking abyss. Yeah, and I loved that album yeah, when it came so out. Great. Like I had like original copy of it with Cop Killer on it. You yeah. know, like fuck that song. Who cares about that song? But like, what did I put on there? There goes there the goes the buddy, buddy. Yeah, let's let's all right. Let's get Cop Killer out of the way. So the album. Is great, yeah. and it came out with a song, a, a song at the end of it called "Cop Killer." Yes, and it got so much shit that the president came out yeah, and was did. calling it a f- obscene, yeah, obscene. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like we're gonna, gonna go see, see him. him. Some <laughs> of the truck, we had, right. Yeah, and it was like the uh, like Charlton Heston was yeah. still yeah. the president of the NRA. Yeah, he, he was trashing his, his it. In a ring, yeah, and the guys that the, the executives <laughs> for Time Warner Records were getting like death threats. Sure, and all these was police a big unions, and then Ice T came out. And he was like, I have a quote from him. I'm singing in the first person as a character who's fed up with police brutality. If you believe I'm a cop killer, then you believe that David Bowie is really an astronaut. <laughs> That's great. You know, he was just like, what the fuck, man? It was like, yeah. And now dude, he plays the cop on TV. Yeah. Right. For right. 20 years. On, right. I mean, dude, yeah. he got so much shit. It was like, God, you imagine if that came yeah. out now? Like, cancel no, culture? You know what? Is? He's so intelligent. When they came at him, he came back at them. He's, yeah. I said, he stood in the abyss with his fingers up. And yeah. was like, dude, I grew up in a neighborhood where bad shit happens to people based on the police. And I'm singing about a... I made it up a character and they're yeah. singing a song. But Ice-T became... Unfortunately, became a household name. Because of this album, because yeah, of yeah, this dude. band, and we a household. When we get so around kind of, to yeah. do the episode on C. Dolores Tucker and the all the obscenity of music, this is like this is like a this is a this big is deal, man. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember, like this is like, teachers he, talking about this. He to was me like, school. he was like, I'm gonna like the PMRC. I'm gonna give them a run for their money, dude. He did everything he possibly could to get this album like the worst band yeah, they right. could get. This but, is like if that. I'm sorry, Doug. No, no I'm, I, I was gonna say that. like you know I'm sure he's like. 
another, he was like, I'm like, good, good, good. Keep on talking about me. Keep on talking. Oh, about selling me. albums, selling albums, selling out shows. People are going. Right. Like, it's it was dude. This is a big. Fucking it's like deal. if like wet ass pussy came out before the internet. Exactly. Yeah. Like that kind of yes. like. All right. Yeah. But but that all right that song. So the song got dropped off the album. Right. Subsequent mm. pressings and right. all kinds of other shit. The rest of the album, dude, was awesome. It's it great. Is fucking great. Here's um here there goes the neighborhood. I'm so glad hang you put for, this on here. Yeah, 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 hang on for a second. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Ice T says a lot of things. Um, he says the N word a lot in this in this thing. So I'm just like, giving a heads up. This okay. is Ice T singing. Is you know, it's I not us write, doing it. Wait, we didn't write it. We didn't write it. Unreal, dude. What he's making a statement though. He didn't say anything wrong. No, he but, no, he's, but he's but saying he's yeah. using the N word, which yeah. is like not in rock and but, roll. Yeah. But he's like, but that's what everybody was th- like. I understand what he's saying. Yeah, but DMX goes out there and plays Woodstock '99, yeah, and all the mess. white kids are singing yeah, that's the N word. Right. Fifteen yeah. years later, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. He's taking the that's part of that. Yeah. I'm going to tread lightly. He's that's part of the vernacular of. That music of like hip hop music, he's bringing it to rock and roll and just going, Who gave these niggas guitars? Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, which people yeah, are yeah. probably saying. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, who are they these guys? Absolutely. Dude, uh, they came out with another album, like their, their 30 year anniversary, or they came out with maybe last year they came out with the album, and it's fucking god awful. Yeah. I'm well, sure. yeah. I mean, yeah. the original idea, yeah. dude, they were on Lollapalooza, like yeah, the original were. Lollapalooza. Yeah. You know, can you be like, Ice T back in the day? Could you imagine? No, like, but I give I give him all the credit in the world. He had all the balls in talent. the world. He's a to talented. try something out of his right. His you ordinary had, like, thing. He's li- a talented. You guy. had Living Color, yeah. Right, the band, not the show. Yeah, not yeah, the yeah, TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and 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 them, them and right? Them. And they were like, they're taking the whatever the line is. They're going and they're straddling over it with their with their dick hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, man, it was like, it's how- real. It's like, this is the real news. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're taking like the context of like hip hop lyrics about like in the neighborhoods that I can't even begin to understand. Under, yeah. And putting guitars behind it. Everyone, and white people went batshit. Yeah. It was really funny. Like we mentioned, Ryan and I saw them. So we were living in Jersey. So we get a ride over here. We go see my dad. My dad's like, we're sitting in the apartment upstairs. He's like, we're telling him we're just going to a concert. And he comes in. He's like, he comes upstairs. Who are you going to go see tonight? I'm like, oh, we're gonna go see like Bon Jovi at the at the he didn't know at the what at the at the Spectrum. Oh, I thought you were gonna go see that that Ice T guy. <laughs> so we wind up going to the show, and there's all the, cops out front protesting, and like the TV cameras are out there. there. And we're we like, have like hoodies on. Yeah, we're, we're like, like dodging the TV cameras. <laughs> and uh, dude, I think Biohazard opened up that show for them. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, Mama Bo- Mama Volume and Biohazard opened. No, up. no, no, you got that wrong. It really? was propane. Oh, propane, propane okay. and Biohazard. What a great show that was! And that Biohazard—that's a great album. All right, I got one more album in the heavy metal column, and that is Pantera. Dun, 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 dude, that dun, dun, dun. another like you said, like Rage Against <laughs> Machine, dude, like changing everything. This oh. is one of the most important metal albums of all the time. Me and Ryan were coming back from uh, Cleveland. We went to go see Metallica, and we just listened to metal. 
the whole way back, and then we listen to old vulgar display, and I we just had the conversation of how this changed heavy metal. I remember seeing them and like right on this tour, and and they just made every like Nirvana made everybody look stupid. Well. Let me tell you, Pantera made everybody in the heavy metal look stupid. And you, first time we ever seen like a mosh pit, or even we were in the mosh pit. We didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like it was like unreal. We were like second row, and like they were opening up for like Skid Row for Slave of the Grind, and we had no idea what was going on. Like, but it was such an eye opener. Doug yeah. ran out and bought the tape the next the day. The next day, and I ran to a friend of ours, our friend Donnie's house, Donnie Moses, and I ran, walked around the corner. I'm like, I saw this band last night. I went down to Tower Records, bought the album. You have to listen to this. And now Donnie's like one this of the biggest dime bag fans. So your experience was like, you saw them and you're like, I need I this. Did, I went Not out the compared next day. to like, I went out the next I day. Heard I it. was just yeah. blown away. I need this in my life. Yeah. This is new. Yep. You know, it, it was, dude, it changed my world. Yeah. I've been bored ever since. Unreal, and unreal it's not like, experience. And if you go listen to the album before that, Cowboys from Hell, that's mm. like a glam album. Well, you almost, see, right? yeah, but yeah. you listen to other stuff, like you see pictures of them because they've been around a long time. Right, that band. Yeah. right. They have picked. They had a singer before Phil, yeah. and they were like a real like, hair band kind of thing. But right. they, you, you just, see like, pictures of Phil with the hair changed. band stuff. But no, the Phil, reason he, he had the skateboard hair. Yeah, the reason why they made Vulgar Display of Power is because Pantera was so fucking upset about the Metallica Black album, and they went out because Metallica they held them so yeah. highly. And they went out and they're like, we're going to make the heaviest album ever because Metallica dropped the ball. So right. now we're going to try to take that that crown away. And they did. And they did. It changed everything. They were like the the little brothers that took over. Yep. And we didn't – shame on us, man. The Dimebag wasn't on our Guitar Gods yeah. episode. He but, almost um, made mine. I always read that uh, Phil said he wanted to sound like Henry Rollins. Too, which I get it. I was like in hindsight, sure, yeah. I'm like, all right, but he, I think he's, he's a, a better, better singer. singer. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Henry Rollins is a terrible singer. Yeah, Henry yeah but Rollins Phil's a horrible been... singer too. Like with, yeah. like this love, like when he sings, like it's like, yeah. oh, well, just do what you do. Don't yeah. sing. Like no, he can, he, he can, can sing. do it. He could, yeah, do he can it. sing those high, those high notes and everything like that. But I prefer Cem- more of the cemetery gates, dude. Yeah, he rebrings it for you. Yeah, dude. you know what I thought was really cool. I was I was reading an article and I found a, an article in Loudwire. About this, and they said the first time they recorded this album, and they all get together and they play the master tape, and Dimebag started crying when he heard it, and just said, "It's fucking perfect." Yes, and I was like, "Dude, and that like that heavy sound, and you're making the guy cry over it is yeah. just that's just such a rock and roll." Moment. There's I like love it. the other songs on the album are fucking great, fucking hostile, uh, and yeah. all of them. Uh, Can we play a song? Yeah, yeah, we played Walk. Let's play something else. I really play fucking it. hostile. Yeah, right on. One, two, three, four. I love the ending of that song. Like he gives everything he gets he's like fucking hostile and like everything rumbles and there's feedback is yeah. like it's there. Like feedback. His voice is so yeah. aggressive it's and amazing. loud. This the whole microphone a, can't yeah. handle it. This whole album is a masterpiece. But there's like it's like music like there's like a groove to it too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just- they were definitely like they they call it with like like a weed metal. Yeah. Like like stoner yeah. metal, yeah. It's That's not what just it is, like over. Metal. It's not just over the top aggression. Like in your, it's not 
Cannibal Corpse no, or some other shit it's like that. Grooving. But I'll tell you what, dude. The Abbott brothers, dude, they definitely paid their dues. Yeah, man. To get to that yeah. point. Those guys a, worked hard. What a tragedy for both of them. Yeah. I mean, Dimebag tragically died. And his brother died of a broken heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really tra- really sad. I think um, Doug will have to go visit their grave one one day. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess they're in Texas, I guess. Yeah, I we'll imagine. have to go out to Texas. Let's go. I think they're out in Vegas, actually. Really? No, you're probably right. They're, they're probably, probably in Texas. Texas. Yeah. But also, you hear so much things about Dimebag. And the thing that I hear more about Dimebag, of how much of a kind person that he was. He loved everybody. He walked around with this one drink called the Black Tooth Grin. And it was yeah. like, what was it, Jaeger and like Coca-Cola or no, something? No, it was Crown oh, it was Crown and Coke. Crown and Coke. They would do shots of Crown yeah. and Coke. And, um, dude, everybody's just speak And, dude, when he died, Eddie Van Halen put his the original Frankenstein or whatever. The in, yellow and black. The, in the, his coffin. Because he's like, he even knew it because he said, he said it's he, a one of a kind for one of a kind. Original for original. original yeah. God, yeah, I, miss, I miss Dimebag. Yeah. But everybody just says how nice of a man he was. It's so easy to dismiss people in bands like that. Like you hear those stories about like Lemmy from yeah. Motorhead too. Like Dave Grohl gave his eulogy and yeah. said like he put the cigarette out in the in, in the Jack kid when he walks in. Right, yeah. the kid's there and he's like, "Sorry about your friend." Yeah. Shit like that. Like it's just yeah. I, I love stories like that, man. Like yeah. you, you think that somebody is just a dirtbag because mm. he's yeah and heavy metal band the way he looks and he turns out to be like a nice guy. Yeah, it's yeah. just I just love stories like that. Yeah. All right, let's keep rolling, man. So. I think we've set up the stage for we played all the heavy metal music, the alternative, the grunge. There was also like other rock and roll going on or like classic rock and roll or generic rock and roll or whatever you want to call it, man. There's like the stuff, other rock and roll albums that were going on out of this year, which is another reason why like this year was just so awesome because there's so many just different types of music. And the first one that I had on the list, man. And this album was huge, was Adrenalized by Def Leppard. Great album. Great album. Right? They don't fit in any... This was like the last great Def Leppard yeah. album. I saw I them band. on this tour. Well, did you really? I saw them on this tour. I remember tour. you saw them. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, wow. I didn't see. I didn't go. Yeah, Here's, it was great. Let's play 30 seconds of Let's Get Rock. Let's get... What I love about that album is uh, the first and the album before that was uh, 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 Hysteria. And between these albums, Steve Clark died. Yes. And um, our other guitar player, Phil Collins, played his parts like he would. Oh, shit. I remember that. Steve Steve Clark wrote six of the songs on his album. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Phil played the way that Steve would play. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Like he channeled them. Yeah. And like nobody else was there. He did all by himself. Nobody else in the band was there. He and just it was just channeled him. Them. It was just him and the engineer. And they were like, what would he do? What would yeah. he, what would the hmm. sound be like? That's an that is amazing. And we talked about like the adversity that they've overcome. Yeah, and, they're you know, they're like, one of the greatest bands ever, dude. right? Like, and they're like, think about all the other shit that we've been playing, man. Like yeah. Body Count and, and yeah. Ministry and Nine Inch Nails. Like all music is changing around them, and they're like, again, they're standing in the they were, they were the they're one standing of the last in the abyss ones. to go. Like we're still doing our thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing: when Motley Crue comes down, 
Death Leopard's gonna blow them off fucking the right fucking stage. They are that oh, good that live. Concert? Yeah, dude, Death Leopard's yeah. gonna blow them yeah. off dude, the Def fucking stage. They are stage. that good live. I don't yeah. know if, did you ever see them? Yeah, dude, yeah. I couldn't believe how good they were. I was shocked. I was blown away of how good they were live. And this wasn't that long. It was maybe five years ago. I no, it was like fucking three years right. ago. Was it really? Yeah. Seen them live. I I was backstage. A drummer handed me a beer and said, re- "Can you open this?" I, I remember. Left me, I you left were, me both arm. You, and... Both you guys were there, weren't you? No, I met him on a different occasion. Okay, yeah. I met, you, they were really nice guys. Yeah. They were yeah. all... Joe Elliott was a really nice dude. Yeah, he was like, can you open me beer? I left my other arm in the... Or can you open my beer? I left me arm in the tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> like just, I told um, him how much his drumming meant to me. Like, did I was, you? Oh, my God. I was like, dude, that... I'm like... Now I come back and look at it, like how like a hip hop beat was such a pour some sugar on me, yeah. And like I made like a whole career behind that beat, <laughs> you know. They're another band who like ACDC. They've been writing the same song for thirty years. I don't but think it's so. a great song. I don't I, think so. They, they're, really? they're diverse. Have you listened to another like a uh, couple other songs, like Woman? I think is on that album. No, that's on uh, Stereo. Is it a Stereo? I think they're one of the most formulaic. Really, you think rock so? that yeah. album is? A, I'm also not Adrenalize a musician, is. so Adrenalize a little bit like it has a formula kind of thing. Mm. I love the album. I, I do too. It. This is a great yeah, album. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm like, fuck there's a, it. There's it's a, a few great like song. ballads on there. Yeah, that two steps pretty... behind is on this one, isn't it? No, that that's that's that was on the last Action Heroes. I'm like striking out left and right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm striking out left and right. But um, dude, what a great band. Yeah. Right on, but no, you're right though. They're gonna fucking blow Motley Crue out this age. Motley Crue doesn't have, like they have. The, they don't have a chance. They don't. They're they're, yeah. they're, they're they gonna better fucking drop. They out. better blow everything the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> right, so got, yeah, Def Leppard was going on. You also had Bon Jovi was awesome going on. Album. This is a great album. Keep the faith. This is baby. a huge this album is, to me. This is a good song, man. Here you go. Man, I remember this came out. I was like, what happened? To I'll be there for you, Bon Jovi. This is like the I'm pissed off Bon Jovi. Is this the Bed of Roses? Is yeah. that on here? That album. Yeah. That song sucks. Yeah, we, you I said that, that to the Electric Cherry. You They're did, like yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time. But um, like with this, with that song, with the song particularly, this is the song that was out when I first picked up bass. And this is one of the first songs I learned how to play yeah. out of the gate. Is so that's like a fate. special, a special moment. This whole for you. album, like we talked, we've talked about this before. This like, whole album, this whole, like Dry County on this album, it's like yeah, it's yeah, an amazing yeah. song. I sleep when I'm dead yeah. on this album. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of, like corny ones, like Woman in Love. It's a little corny, yeah, you know. But there's there's about there's a, five songs believe, that keep they keep it yeah. going. Like there's the, enough songs to keep it going. There's, okay. a, there's a great song that opens up this album called I Believe. With every breath I breathe, you and me will turn a whisper into a scream. I think it's, dude, it's great. It's they a great, some, great fucking song. Yeah, they had some great lyrics on that album. But they went, they really tried and they succeeded to overcome that hairband thing. Like they, they were like, all right, 
it made national news that John Bon Jovi cut his hair. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. You know? And then they come out why Nirvana's playing and Pearl Jam's playing. But then here comes Bon Jovi with a top five album in right. the country. And they didn't have yeah. an album out for a, for a long years, time. For years. And they, they, I remember they said they had, they had a thing before Unplugged and everything. They called it like an evening with Bon Jovi. And they did it. They kind of did like was it the '68 comeback special, whatever it was of Elvis? Of Elvis, they sat in a circle like around sat in the a, round a ring, and I still watched this concert. Yeah, like, that's, it was that's really the concert good. that the guys who started MTV Unplugged said yeah, that yeah, they gave yeah. me the idea. I remember, I remember Cause they, that because they opened up the show with a little help from my friends, <laughs> and it's like the Joe Cocker version, and it's absolutely amazing. Very cool. Yeah, what we got Springsteen. Uh, we got two more albums we're going to talk about, man. So the first one is, oh, let's talk about Springsteen. So we got, yeah, in 1992, we got two albums from Springsteen, Human Touch and uh, Lucky Town. You said before you don't like these albums. I don't, Did they man. come out the same time? Yeah, same day. The same day. 57 channels, nothing on. Yeah. It's one I, dude, uh, 90 Springsteen, man, yeah, is hard. not good. Yeah. And, you know, I'm as a diehard as Springsteen fan. He's Springsteen himself talks. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, I stopped singing about girls and cars, and, yeah. and it's just he was a, living in L.A. Yeah, yeah, he lived in L.A. Yeah, got rid yeah. of the band. It's yeah. like you could probably make one good album out of the two of these. There's a couple good songs on here. He plays like here and there a few different of these songs. Yeah, there's you there's know? some songs on here that I like. That um, he is he's bitter, a little angry. Like he got divorced. And, yeah, yeah, but I still like. I don't know. I don't know much about these albums. It's it's I. This is when he. Did that plugged album that MTV plugged? They released these two albums. That was the promotion they did on MTV. Yeah. MTV plugged. Oh, okay. That was like I remember when we were doing the unplugged. I listened to that. And I, yeah, this is fucking. That's great. awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's a little bit of Human Touch. The sun shining. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm living in L.A. and that was a big song, though. People, it was. It was, it was, a, it was a, it's it's, semi-hit. You it's know, bolo tie Springsteen. We didn't, it's get, get, we didn't get far into the song, but the drum beat to that. So when it gets into yeah. it, it's fat. He still plays that song once in a while. It's yeah, just, it's a yeah. great song. The nineties, yeah, the nineties yeah. are a lost decade for him. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. He got away from but all you know, you got to think they they did do the reunion. In like 96, 97, and those songs that they wrote for that album was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, when Blood I really Brothers started. Like, yeah. Brothers Under the Bridge. That's when yeah. I really started liking the Springsteen. Yeah. That's when he, he, he uh, deserves my attention because he got back with the E Street Band. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, right. he got back with the E Street Band. Got the right. band back. Everybody needs a band. Like, I, I would suck if I did this without the two of you guys. You nah, know, so yeah, everybody right. needs a band. No, you'll everybody okay. needs a band. All right, I got, we got one more band and we're going to take a break. And. We're going to go to some dirty southern rock and roll music. So you got like Nirvana and Alice in Chains and all this stuff. And then you got these guys doing this. Tell me, did I see your 
Dude, I love, love, love this song. This album is one of my favorite albums of all time. I cannot listen to this without beginning to end. Like, Dude, it's I, unreal. I, 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 I probably bought this on every form of uh, listening. I had a point. I have it on vinyl now. Have you, do you, you really? You ever have it on vinyl? I that's I, I have not. it on. I, I have it on vinyl. I that had is, a point that I thought they were the last great American rock and roll. Yeah, band. dude. Always. For a long time, yeah. I felt the same way. Man, if we we're those listening to that with the headphones on and it's playing. Yeah, you know, we always talk while it's and we edit it out. And we're like, man, there's so much going on in this. Uh, like, they use the um the recording studio as an yeah, instrument. Man. It's like. Like, dude, if there's a song you like, just stop whatever you're doing and just slow down and yeah. just put some headphones on and listen to it. And you hear so much more. Like, I listen to a song all the you know, I'm doing oh, shit sure. around the house. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm folding laundry. I'm dancing to it. I'm yeah. like, man, you just stop and listen to it. Yeah. The whole album is unreal. Um, Thorn in My Pride is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. That's like the, yeah, the brothers just did the tour for Shake Your Money Maker. And I was like, yeah, that's okay and everything like that. But when they do the anniversary tour of this album, yeah. I will be running and I will pay top dollar. Yeah, me too. I I influential on us. Crazy. Right. We went and saw them. Ryan, you and I went and saw them with uh uh Jimmy Page. Yeah. I I, Doug, I saw that show too. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Were you there too? I Doug was there. Yeah. I was yeah, really? I saw because he went one time without me because I had to work at the bar. Okay. And I went one night. Because he went if he was there too yeah. No, I can't remember, but I remember going. I remember with you him. and I went. Yeah. 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 That was a great show. Sorry, Doug. You no, I was working. I had to work the bar. I had to be, <laughs> yeah. I somebody had to be responsible. One. No, it was a great show. But like, but, um, like Ryan said, this is the most influential album of my life. Yeah, Southern, Southern yeah. Rock and Roll, it's man. Perfect. It changed it's perfect. things for yeah. me. But it like opened like a door up for me, like a sound so I can listen to Bob Dylan yeah. and like get it. You know, like, oh, there's this more earthy tone sound of music, mm-hmm. you know? And it opened doors for That's me. And very then, well said. And then maybe like three years later, I was in the fish. Yeah. Yeah, man. Very well and compare said. that to like the Rage Against the Machine shit that's coming out, like yeah. all like it's ministry, all, all, yeah. all this other shit, man. You're just like you're getting hammered at all angles by all this cool stuff that's completely different. Yeah, yeah. it's just man. '92 was a really great weird year, year it man. Was it, was, awesome. it really was. Yeah, I think it was better than '91. I said '91. It seemed like like the top tier shit that came out mm, was yeah. really cool. Yeah, but this is like. Everything music was just going everywhere, man. Yeah. Like, dude, if you're into rock and roll, it was like ninety two was a little year. bit of everything, dude. It's just yeah. awesome. Really cool. Yeah, man. All right. I think we're gonna we've been talking for an hour and forty minutes. We still gotta talk about hip hop. And then I have a really long list of just other stuff. And then uh we're actually gonna play a special thing. We have a we're gonna have a guest interview. We're gonna play a little bit later. We got a friend from another podcast gonna jump in, talk to us a little bit, and then we got the electric chair and all of our other good stuff. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Stick around. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for sticking with us, man. All right, so we talked about rock and roll, and now we're going to talk about some hip-hop. Let's go back a year. 91 was like, we talked about like NWA, mm. right? It was starting to branch out. 92, I think, is when hip-hop 
goes to white people in the suburbs. Sure. Yeah. And probably scared the shit out of everybody. Oh my God, dude. Who's like, who's the first one we're going to talk about? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre was like on every white girl's room, like a picture of him in every room. He probably scared the shit out of everybody. I don't right? think so. Absolutely. No, I don't think so. It, you, it was relatable to everybody. It was about partying. Like, you know, you get in the gin and juice and all that. It's you coming know. out of everybody's house. Everything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, suburb and white kids. Yeah. And then uh, all popular, what's the most thing about this album is Snoop Dogg is, is discovered. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the hardcore party music like the Beastie Boys, and it wasn't the really edgy shit like N.W.A., and it wasn't the political stuff by Public Enemy. No. Public Enemy. It was like something like you could just have it on the background, dude, and it was like the that what the hell is it called g-funk yeah like that like yeah man dude you just have it in the background and it sounds cool here's a little 30 seconds of it and that's realer than real deal, holy feel. And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel. Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk, I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. It's like that and like this and like that, Anna. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. Drake creep to the mic like a fan. Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn nigga got cause my people... Man, Dre was like sounder than the 90s. Right. I love it. Right, this is like... What, a year or two before Snoop Dogg's album came out? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, Snoop was like a star overnight. Right. I saw a thing uh, Kanye West said, man, we, if you put out a hip-hop record, this is the one you gauge yourself against to see if sure. you're, like, legit. Oh, so God. Absolutely. Yeah. If somebody, if you if you were an alien and you came from outer space and you say, what is hip-hop music? Play this. Play that album. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And this is why yeah. I say, like, you know, I said before, as much as an East Coast guy that I am, I love West Coast rap. It's so laid back. It's so like just uh, smoking the chronic. You know what I mean? It's, it's just yeah, dude. Laid back. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's keep rolling. Uh, we got two more albums we're gonna talk about in the hip hop section. Ice Cube, The Predator, the great, this, yeah, so great, dude. Was it Wicked on this? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. get Wicked. Here's thirty seconds. Yeah. Of now this one dedicated to my name called MacGyver Boom. And all 007 James Bond spy man inside the area Maximum of respect to the man them called Ice Cube And the bus no deuce, deuce, no trade it, but for real Wicked! Compare that to Dr. Dre, man. Yeah, oh, dude, smooth to the hard dude, edge. It's so dude, fucking he, hard. His, his toughness in his voice, man. Like, yeah. an unbelievable lyricist. That's a great you point, mean, man. The, the hardness, yeah. the edge. But it's so funny. Like, these guys were both in the same band together. And, like, one guy's putting out, like, this really hardcore sound. And these other guys putting out this laid back sound. Smooth. Well, I thought, I thought like, uh, Cube was being still more real. Like NWA Absolutely. was like yeah. a real thing, like, you know, like telling you what was going on in the streets. Because he wrote all the lyrics. Yeah. Like, and, you know, just not with um, Wicked. I mean, I, that was like an underground hit. But like today was a good day. That's what that, it, that's a that great was song. a huge song. It's still a great song. It's a huge song for him. But, uh, you, but uh, when we were listening to that, somebody, one of you guys said that Corn covered the Corn song. Yeah, covered, Corn Wicked. covered Wicked. I love it. Ryan, you said yeah. I love their version. I remember hearing Ice it. Cube open yeah. for them? I saw Ice Cube open up for, it was called the Family Values Tour. 
and the headliner was Corn. Um, the opener act was Ice Cube, Rammstein, <laughs> and Limp Biscuit. Ugh. Uh, but Ice Cube came out, dude. The fucking first song he come out, he goes, "One, two, three, I'll go with the wicket." Dude, the whole fucking place went nuts. Yeah. It's like good for him, man. Like being like, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna." That's a that's a white people concert, right? That's yeah, a, it that's, is. That's, but, that's brothers, yeah. but like, yeah. hey, dude, I'll get out there and do my thing. He did, dude. He he fucking brought it. He he held his own, man. This album is fantastic on a different level. I gotta get this one vinyl. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. All right, the last one we're gonna talk about that came out of the hip hop section before we. I got a miscellaneous band, but we're gonna pass the mic, man. The Beastie Boys, yes. dude. The Beastie Boys had a couple years off, mm-hmm. and then they were back, They're and they came back out with like check the head. They reinvented themselves. Yeah, dude. They it, were absolutely. Like, they re- they're not a, we're not a party band anymore. We're a serious group. Right. Here's past the mic. I think they should make MCA a saint, man, like yeah, a, an official saint. Yeah. Man, compare that to like the, you know, the silly you know, fight for your oh, right to party. Oh, yeah. right? It's like yeah. tongue in cheek, kind of. Yeah. They're making fun of it. Like, dude, that was they took a whole nother level, man. When no, that album really. came out, he, this album was, you know, the one before this, Paul. Everybody loves Paul Boutique. That was like, oh, that's the album. No, no, no this no, is the this fucking album. album. This, it's like this, this is another album that we listen to like beginning the, to end constantly. It was just Absolutely. they were playing their own instruments. They're a band. You know? They're a real band. It was fucking awesome. You mean their next album was even bigger, but this album was really opened the door for them to be a serious act. I always remember watching the videos on like MTV and hearing about like they're back. It was like, but a three year hiatus isn't that big of a deal anymore. It wasn't like Paul's boutique at the time wasn't a huge success yeah. at the time. It was like they had they hey, ladies, but, and it was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. like what is this? This That's it was a cult following. It was every over everybody's head, and then this came out, and this was what was kind of going on, right? Like everything was just kind of starting. Like, they were you know, doing the like the first ones to have the school bags. They had the vinyl. They, I'm sorry, they had uh, the the um the flannels. They were really rocking like all that that look and like yeah. the knit caps and everything like that. They created a, a look. And a sound that nobody else could even try to recreate. They were one of the best concerts I ever went to. Yeah. We were going to have a shows about. We, we Concert have to moments. Do, well, on top of that, we I said before that we should do a show on the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I think yeah, we could do, do a great show on that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, the only other note I have in the hip hop stuff was I have some, some odds and ends we're going to get to. Was I don't think I have it in here, but Heavy D had an album that came out this year. I remember he was like that. I loved Heavy D. But he also, the this album, uh, Biggie Smalls was on it. Okay. No way. So it was a couple years oh, before wow. it. Here's a song called Bunch of Niggas by Heavy D. <laughs> Hey, yo, who's on the microphone? 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 Hey, yo, who's on
I really liked that's, it. Dude, it's that's, fantastic. That's I never two heard that. years before Biggie Smalls' wow. album came out, man. man. Dude, I was like, I, he was we know flowing. heavy. D, we know heavy D from like the, the yeah. pop song. That's heavy shit, dude. Right? That's yeah. great. Doug, you were saying that, like, that's uh, dude, really heavy. Dude, I bet you Jesse knows this song. I've never heard the song. Totally. In my life. Jesse's like, oh, this is this is my this fucking is song. I was just I, looking up like shit that came out yeah. in '92. Like, that was oh, a Biggie heavy. Smalls. That was heavy, heavy, hard song, man. He was changing. Like maybe yeah. he was changing. Like you well, know, he I saw something on the horizon. I think that Heavy D used his popularity to show off, to showcase these young dudes, and yeah. Biggie was one of them. And you Buster, said Buster, Buster Rhymes, Rhymes is on yeah. there too. I mean, yeah. he also was in that Tribe Called Quest already, right. that song scenario. But um. so there you go. Like you know, so you have Tribe going on at this time. So like, there's a connection there, like for style. So sure. Heavy's trying to. Like we said, like he was always like a pop star. We're all sitting here like how heavy this is. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Heavy D was great though. Is he dead? Yeah. He is yeah, dead. He yeah. died. He is yeah. died. Yeah, it's shame. All right. So now we're up to the uh the miscellaneous band. So I have a list of albums and songs that turn thirty. You tell me if you guys want to stop and talk about any one of these. All right. Albums. Four non blondes. Seen them in concert. They're horrible. That, that, Hey, what's up? I seen them in concert. Yeah, we saw them for Aerosmith. They were fucking horrible. Okay, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Our time in Eden. Is she still in the? Yeah, she's still in the band. She's still in the band. All right, I'll play thirty seconds of this, dude. I love. I like. Yeah, I I love this song so much, man. Dude, I love her song. voice. Yeah. I love the song. Such I a good just, feel. Good I song. love it. She it's was just... some guy who was like, so you had to dump these dudes and make a solo <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. so great. Puts a big smile on my face. Love her. Right. Yeah. Just happy. Yeah. Feels yeah. real. A good time. Yeah, it's a good feel. ACDC live. Yes. Yes. That was a great live album. Yeah, it was. Holy shit! There's a great DVD along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Awesome. Annie Lennox, Diva. Nah. Uh, that was a big I, hit. She had I, the one song on there that was I really, really popular. I really no like her. No More I Love You or whatever. Uh, yeah. Walking on Broken Glass. Mm. I, I really like her. We don't need to play the song, yeah, yeah. man. I just, I really like Annie that was Lennox. A big deal. I like that the Rednecks. Yeah. I like them too. The Biohazard, Urban Discipline that yeah, came right. up in the. That was, that, was, the, that, was yeah. that was heavy. You want to talk about heavy? Album. That was yeah. heavy. Blind Melon. Yes. Greatest band of the 90s. Besides No Rain bullshit, they're one of my favorite bands out of the you 90s. You had, uh, Ryan, you put Tones of Home on the playlist, man. This you is a play- way better song. All right, than let's that play a little bit of it. I was surprised because I don't know much about them other than. This uh, this song is a killer song. Other than the song No Rain, and then he sang back up to uh, Don't, don't cry, cry on the mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses song. Here you go. I know people it. love the B. Right. Fuck that way, B. That, way different vibe. Man. A, yeah, dude, dude. It, they're a great jam band. They were they're a great jam they, band. They were a great band, dude. 
Like I saw them a couple of years ago with like obviously another singer, and I was so surprised to go to the show. And there's a big deadhead fish community thing going on there. I was I like, that I'm vibe. like, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, I got that vibe out of it. Uh, but give them a listen, Bruce. I get like, it, you'll dude. be, I'll check you'll it love out. it. Yeah, love it. I played this song in the in the playlist. Drive it over here. I'm like, oh, it's a different. I don't. You know, yeah, I that no rain. No, song. Throw that yeah. song right out the window. Yeah, and all right. Move on. Uh, Wish by the Cure. That Friday I'm in love. That's a big I album. hate them, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I do like the Cure, but that song I can take. A, I can yeah. leave it. Fucking throw that out the window. Images and Words by Dream Theater. Love it. That yeah, was a, that big, was a uh, big. That was a big. Yeah, dude, they was were, it. Pull me under. Was that the song? Yeah. yeah. yeah let's hear play a little bit of that. I love this album. Yeah, very like Queen Shrikey kind totally. of. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. They they were, they're still around. They're they very have, talented. They dude. have a huge cult following. Yeah. They had, you know, Doug said he, that uh, whatever reminded him driving around, you know, with our friend, with our same friend, that song reminds me of driving around with him, mm. like going to Tower Records. And man, that was really big. Like, I wasn't really big on progression rock. Um, per se, yeah. But this this album is just great. Did you get into that, Bruce? When I came no. out, really? No. I thought I was never. Like, really? I don't, I'm not a big prog rock guy. No kidding. Yeah, they're. I remember this album I. when it came out, but I was never a big yeah. prog rock. Guy. Yeah, I mean, that's like you said, they're a little Queens righty. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. A little theatrical. They're great musicians. You know I mean? Yeah, they're unbelievable. All right. Uh, what else we got on here? The one by Elton John. That was a huge. That was like, a big song. Oh, I remember. Fucking, it. I don't fuck them. In Vogue, Funky Divas. That was a Remember they had like a. My loving, you're never gonna get it. Yeah, and, that was a huge. That was a great they had some yeah. songs like uh, "Free Your Mind." Yeah, they were like they were big. Like they, girl, they were great. Like, they, I did, love they, them. they did a cover. They did a song with Salt and Pepper. Yeah, and that was yeah. a really Man. huge. I get, that was that's a yeah. They, they were, were like the girl deal. version of Boys the Men. Yeah, yeah. They were, but they yeah, were way better. Like, just way better. They really were hot, man. They were. They were. They were very. They were very smoking hot. They were very sexy. Clapton unplugged came out this year. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Garth Brooks, man. Garth Brooks was on the. Uh, top of the Billboard chart for more than any other artist. I'm sure he had two albums, he's the one biggest, the beginning, one at the end. He's the biggest ever. Yeah. Dude, they would show his concerts on like Thanksgiving on like NBC. Yeah. Yeah. That's how big he was. Ever. He was Beatle. He was Beatles big. Yeah, yeah, he was huge. Different countries. They don't speak English, but they speak. They knew Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. Uh, Jim Blossom. We talked about Helmet. Well, he, Uncle Helmet's great. Helmet came out. Have, man. Let's Dude, listen to Helmet. Yeah. Helmet. Here's uh, in the meantime. Get a smile 
Dude, what what are they? Why are they punk? Are they grindcore? Like, why they weren't they grindcore? I would say that. Why weren't they bigger than they were? Because they were for their time, dude. Another, Jesus. Right, another they were before the that, whole skater thing right. really picked up. Like nothing yep. sounded like that yep. when that came out, man. They're a great, great, great band, and they yeah. were just like they were like fucking super cool. They were super cool. Like you said, they didn't have long hair. They kind of had like the skater thing before it was like really popular. I remember them being on Headbangers Ball. Yeah. I do too. And like, yeah. what, what is this? Yeah. yeah. And it still stands out. Like, I love it. It still yeah. like, sounds I, yeah. fresh. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, oh, man. What a great album that was. All right. We're just going through this alphabetically. Here's another one. Mm, nice. Yeah, that was that was like it made being Irish cool yeah, right, for right. a second. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for white people, second, Irish for rap music. It was yeah. awesome. It's like man. that song's still big. It's so you just hear the beginning of it and you know what it is. Unless it's where they sample that from. It's from like a Motown. I have song. no, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, and I hear I hear it once in a while on Tom Petty Buried Treasure, but, but it's um, like a, it's like a Motown song. Yeah, the, uh, they were they were good for what they were. They were basically a one hit wonder. You know, yeah. but man, his that solo song stuff, always... man, is Everlast is pretty good too. A lot yeah. of people do like it. I just know the one yeah. song. Yeah, he, you know, like for the Irish community, Danny Boy went out the window when yeah. this song came in. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Jackal. Remember Jackal? Yeah, the, Jack. the, yeah, Hang yeah, I, yes, the lumberjack. Put, Hang on, I put the moment where they so they got a they have a guy in the band who plays the chainsaw. Yeah, and I listened to it driving down here and took a screenshot of where it comes in. Dude, they're, uh, that's some redneck shit, bro. But dude, that oh was a God. big that was a big hit. I had the album. I know, Ryan, you were all about that album. I, they had another song on the on the album mm. called "I Stand Alone," right? And it was a really good song. Yeah. Okay, but uh, <laughs> the gimmick, what a great gimmick. gimmick. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris Cross came out. The the love it. jump love jumps. It, yeah, love uh, it. What else is on here? What else came out? The Lemonheads. They had that I don't cover know too of much about them. They had that cover of uh, Mrs. Robinson. Oh right, right yeah, on. I just heard that. Like, yeah. They had a yeah, it's pretty uh, good. Uh, Leonard Cohen had an album came out in '92 called "The Future," which I really like Leonard Cohen, but I'm not going to drag you down and play it. Uh, Mary J. Blige, man, what's the four one one? Yeah, that's a big album. She got started. Megadeth, dude, Countdown to Extinction. Yes. We didn't talk was, about that. That, that was, was a huge. Yes. That huge was just album. that was just as big as the Black Album. Yeah, that was a huge. Uh, we should play some of that, man. We I know. Hello, me. This is the real me. Yeah, we got uh, "Sympathy for Destruction" is on here. Let's play a little bit of that. You take a mortal man And put him in control Watch him become a god Watch people's heads roll Good yeah, for I feel, Dave. I thought I was really happy for Dave for yeah. the, the commercial success that he had with this yeah. album, or they had. Sweat and Bullets is the best yeah. song on that yeah. album. I feel like this was the last album I paid attention to. Yeah, them, and yeah. I just kind of yeah. just. I see. I try to see Megadeth every couple years because I love Dave. Yeah, Dave's the best. He is the best 
Yeah. Yeah. He's an angry he, drunk. He he had such a bad rep for years, but then he became this born again Christian that you don't hear about. Yeah. And like he's just like this sweetheart of a guy now. Yeah. But he made some great metal. Natalie Nat King Cole. This song was huge. Uh, the was, cover of Unforgettable. We're dead, it was groundbreaking. Right? Yeah, yeah, dude. I I had that on my list at the beginning. That won the record of the year, album of the year, yeah. and song of the year. Yeah, for the I Grammys. Believe it. It I was believe just it. like it was. It everywhere, was everywhere, man. It was. Everywhere. It was a huge breakthrough recording. I don't yes. know if I know any other song off that album besides no, that. They, I don't they, they, they didn't need to have another song. But like like what you said, like it was groundbreaking because they went and got the original masters yep. and they added yeah. to it. Nobody ever did that. Yeah, and then a few years later, the Beatles did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did you know? Bird and right. all that. Yeah, yeah. Bird. Uh, what else is on here? Neil Young, Harvest Moon, great album came out. It was a great album. Nirvana, Incesticide, a bunch of B sides. Yeah, I, I bought it. I Still bought it came, when it came out. out. No, I liked it. No doubts. That was yeah. That's before Tragic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really ska. Is that yeah. when her brother was still in the band? No, he he. She was the lead singer of the band. Right. It was. It's really ska. Like yeah, yeah. Death Cab for Cutie, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Checkered, whatever. Yeah. Checkered uh. Cab, whatever. Peter Gabriel, Us. That was a good that album. That was a huge yeah, album. Digging in the Dirt was on there. That was a good album. Uh, Rage we talked about, R.E.M. we talked about. Rollins, the Rollins band, End of Silence Great came album. out, man. Dude, that's just like... He was a liar. Was that the liar? No, the liar was oh, on the okay. next one. Okay. Yeah, oh, that really? was another. This was a whole nother. Here's 30 seconds of it. Just because I put it on here. Because it's Henry. Because it's Henry Rollins. Yeah, it was on Beavis. I love, had a lot I love he was Henry. Like Henry's all like, enormous. not that he ever did roids or anything like that, but he's all, he gives out the persona. Yeah, I'm this roid out yeah. fucking guy. He is one of my heroes. Absolutely. I'm seeing him in March at the Keswick Theater doing one of his spoken, spoken words. Word. Dude, I great, fucking man. can't wait. I wouldn't mind to see. I've never yeah. seen that. I've listened yeah. to a ton of them I can't in my wait. life. I can't wait. When is that show? It's in March. Still really good, man. Roy Orbison came out with an album. Dude, you shared this song, man. Yeah. I love this song, dude. Dude, play it. Dude, was the best. The effortlessness yeah. upon which he hits those notes. Just, and he was like, so old when he did that. Yeah. He made that album in 1987. And he didn't release it until after his death in 1992. He was, like, he was only in his 50s when he died, though. He, yeah, he, he was so much old. older than that. He, he wasn't he that lived a hard life. He was, only, he was only in his 50s when he died? He was 52 when yeah, he I died. I thought he had been man. in his 70s. Because no, you see was, him with the, with the Wilburys, man. And it's just, he looked like, like, like an old guy. Old down man we could, he's another one man we could do like weird like because yeah. everything around his family dying and yeah, the fire yeah, and everything. very tragic yeah. did we ever tragic. talk about 
Do you ever really, talk about anything? Any I don't think so. We should. I, we might have touched on it. I yeah, don't think we've really... Just, yeah, yeah. That's another show. Yeah, the, the effortlessness in Palm his voice hits was, that notes. Is everybody just, says like, in rock and roll, he has the best voice sure. ever in rock I, and roll. I agree, man. Dude, just... This angel, like, this angel, yeah. he would like, do, like an angel. He would do one take. That's it. Yeah. yeah. The... Um, the Traveling Wilburys documentary when they were all calling yeah, him like Mr. That. Orbison. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, even George yeah. Harrison is calling him yeah, Mr. Orbison. Yeah, 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 which is really yeah. cool. You know also has another really, really cool voice is next on his list is uh Mark Lanigan from the Screaming Trees. Right on I've seen that. He's got a really like, yeah, like he's great. smoky, smooth yeah. like Yeah, dude, his voice is just it's, like yeah. really. They just, were so just, underrated. Why weren't they bigger? Yeah, they should have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved his voice. Soundtracks. We had a couple soundtracks came out. The Bodyguard came out, so that I will, I will always, always love you. Love you. It was huge. huge. Uh, Wayne's World came out, dude. Uh, Bohemian Swing. Rhapsody got oh, great came back. Soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Sublime. Forty ounces of freedom. Say, so I got a, I got a thing. When you're a freshman in college, they give you your, your college books, and then they give you this album. It says, good luck, kid. But you know what, though? This is an album. I was never into this band when it came out. Not up until maybe the last 10 years. No, this is, the, this is the album. It's Everybody great. loves it's that great. one album. Yeah. But 40 Ounces of Freedom is the yeah. shit. Here's a little bad fish. Yeah, dude, that's a that's another great album. What else is on here? TLC, remember like they were great, big band. Band. they had they a couple big, big hits. They were sexy, waterfall, too. and all that shit. They yeah. were really into the condom thing. Yeah, yes, that was their gimmick. The, whatever, Left I. Eye. Tools first EP, Opiate yeah, came out. Yeah, Tori Amos's first album huge. came out, which yeah, that was you know, huge. came out. Is that what her was the shotgun? Kate Bush. Is, no, that was Boys for Pay. Like okay. this is like know. a her cornflake girl. Oh, right, right, right. I got some singles too. So we got uh, what else is on here? Arrested Development, dude. Great. They were they, they were, were cool, band. man. Right? Yeah. They had yeah. a couple big songs. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus was hunk. huge. Yeah. Uh, is Iggy it Breaky Heart? Iggy Breaky Heart came out. That was a fucking huge fucking yeah. song. Uh, Humping Billy. Around by Bobby Brown. That was a big song. <laughs> uh, that was a big song. Bobby yeah. Brown. I Can't Dance by Genesis. That was a big dude. Yeah. That, al- that whole album was that, they huge. were huge. They were they giant. played the vet. They were Dance. just here. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster by the yes, Ghetto Boys. Nice. Of course. Now, that is the greatest album oh, cover ever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, they have, they, they're in the hospital and they're rushing their midget Bushwick, into Bushwick the, Bill. And he has like a cell phone up to it saying he's all busted up and beat up and shit. Yes. Great, yes. great, great, great yes. stuff. Uh, the Heights, How Can You Talk to an Angel? That was a yeah. big hit. That was a big that was a huge that was a TV song. show. That was, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. It was on 90210-ish. Yeah. Constant Craving by Katie Lang. What happened uh, to her, man? She's, who I'm cares? Not, yeah. She's up song. there with fucking Kate Bush. Yeah. Uh, to Be With You by Mr. Big. That was a big song. Was like yeah. the, That's like the only hair song that's come up in any of this. That was a big hit. Uh, Hazard by Richard Marks. It was a big... I like Richard Marks. Yeah. I did, too. Richard Marks had a good, couple good songs. 
I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Too sexy for I remember, s- I think I'm going to say this show. I remember seeing that really early in the morning on MTV. I got up really early. And you're like, what and the I was fuck like, what is, is this? I'm like, this is never going to catch on. And it was huge. It's still iconic. Yeah. Stay by Shakespeare's sister. I like I this song. That, song. This is a great that was song. one of the chicks from Bananarama. Yeah. yeah That's I a great song. song. I do too. I have that on our playlist. That's a great one hit wonder. Yeah. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix a lot. Oh my God. Look at her butt. Yeah. That was huge. Her butt was huge. People, yeah, but people still you, that comes on somewhere. People go fucking nuts. Absolutely, he was from Seattle. He was, was like, he? really? Yeah, he was like <laughs> one of their like part of the grunge. Yeah, he was part of the grunge era. Uh, Rhythm is a dancer by Snap was a big song. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that was big. Damn, I wish yeah. I was your lover. That by was a Sophie. good song. That was a song about like a lesbian affair. Like, she really? Was, she was saying it to a woman. Who was it? Who's the artist? Sophie B. Hawkins. Okay. She was yeah. saying it to, like a woman who was like. In an abusive relationship, which is kind of like, yeah. I was like, all right, that's like 25 years ahead. Yeah, it was, it was a cool pop that's song. That's a great song, dude. Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran. Was great. Big, yeah. Until fucking Rascal Flatts right. ruined yeah. it. In a car commercial. <laughs> yes. In a fucking car commercial. Then I was at the, uh, the Disney movie Cars. Yes. I Hate Everything About You by Ugly Kid Joe. Fuck with great. another. That whole album's great. That whole album is great. I think that was album awesome. was recorded like in hours. Yeah. In they were, hours. They were great. Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. That song <laughs> she was, was so everywhere. She was great. Nice to look at. And the last one is Rump Shaker by Rex and Effects. All I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, and a boom, boom. boom. So that man, Shake that is your rump. That is 1992 and two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah, oh, baby, so 92. I wish we could go back to 92. All right. So we're trying a new segment tonight called Visiting Hours. And that's a segment where the prisoners of rock and roll chat with a guest for a few minutes about the almighty power of music. I Hopefully we set all this up right. I know we're not the smartest. The three of us aren't the smartest guys go. Uh, just, you know, if it goes sideways, just do what my parents always do and say it's my fault. Um, <laughs> that's so what our, I usually do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Our first episode is our friend Lance Ingram from the Yesterday's Concert podcast. Lance, what's up, man? Thanks so much for joining us. Dude, I'm so pumped to be here right now, guys. This is awesome. What's hey, happening, Lance? Lance? Welcome to the show. My Happy man. Happy to have you. Hey, guys. My man. Very thrilled. Very honored. Yeah, so tell us about yesterday's concert, man. Uh, yeah, so yesterday's concert is not your typical concert review podcast. Uh, it's actually a little bit more, actually a whole lot more like serial and your murder mystery kind of shows in that it's it's really highly produced. Uh, it does a lot of bells and whistles. Uh, it's very, uh, I'd like to say it's fiction or it, Reads like nonfiction. Uh, it is nonfiction, but it's it's a story. Typically, I, I take a time. Excuse me. I take a concert that I've been to. I've been to more than seven hundred fifty concerts. So I take one of the concerts, and uh, I, I like to tell the story. Usually, the concert means something extra to me. It was a, a life stage event, or uh, just the first time I saw a band and what it meant, or just you know, there's been a couple of concerts that were important to the band's history and things like that. Like I saw Soundgarden. Uh, one of their last like five or six shows. So that's a really big show that I'll talk about one day. Wow. that's a big um, So it's just, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool story too. Um, so it's just like that, but I, I tell it in a kind of a fictional way uh, and try to bring the story to life and make you feel like you're part of the concert. And just also want to kind of tap into people's nostalgia and like remind them of the first time they saw their favorite band or what it's like to, to go to a concert. You know, that's something we all kind of desperately needed after the last few years. Yeah. Um, so it's just something I'm trying to tap into and get people aware of. It sounds like a great yeah, concept. Absolutely. Dude. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks, I, guys. I, I listen to a ton of music podcasts and cause I don't have anything else better to do when I'm sitting behind <laughs> my desk. And I, I have not 
heard a show that is like yours that goes into that detail. I was like, man, you really you have a niche that nobody else yeah. is doing, which is awesome. Yeah, I remember I listened, I I listened to it and I was like really impressed by the the quality of the show. He's like, uh, you mentioned in one of the emails between us that you were married, I think, right? Yes. Uh, and your wife, your wife lets you go to 750 concerts. My wife would kill me <laughs> yeah. if I went to that many yeah, concerts. Same. Well, we have to phrase this up some though. 750 since like 2005. That's probably. I mean, the three, the three of us go to a ton of shows. It's yeah. more than the three of us put together. That's oh, absolutely. A, that's yeah. a lot of music. That's a man. lot of music. She sounds awesome. Does she have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> She's got two brothers. If that's your thing. So. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's, I mean, she is, she is really, really kind and really gracious and understanding about that. Um, my, my best year ever was 162 shows. That's, that's not a normal I, year by any means. Uh, normal years, probably 75, hundred max. Wow, so 162 wow. is pretty crazy. Um, I think I did like six festivals that year. So it was a pretty wild wow. year. Hey, um, can I ask you how old you are? I'm 32. Okay, and that many shows. I'm yeah, like, all right, yeah, I'm yeah. Awesome. you're making us we're, look bad, guys. Right, we're all 45, and it's yeah. like, man, yeah. it's like we got 15 year head start <laughs> on you, and we haven't been to that many shows. That's a myth. What What is the first concert you went to? So I, I don't remember the actual first concert I ever went to. Uh, I know, like, 750 is just kind of my like. I, I have a, there's a website called Setlist FM. Yeah, 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 that yeah. I used to keep track of. Yeah, so I keep track of everything there. But I mean, I know there's a good amount of shows that I just don't remember. So it's probably higher than 750 if I had to guess. How many um, are Fish concerts? Uh, I've only seen Fish 17 times. Only um, 17 so times. So I'm on, I'm on the low end. So, well, I say 17, only that's, 17. No, no, that's, I hear that's you. Great. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great, yeah. dude. No, no, no. Well, let me – so like one of my college roommates who's one of my very best friends, uh, he from 2009 to today has seen more than 150 Fish concerts. Jesus. Uh, so, so I mean like – I'm on the low end, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, when it comes to that. So, I mean, I met a guy at one show, and he was just like, yeah, I've seen every single show since they come back in 2009, and this was like 2018 or something. Yeah. So, it's like, good grief. <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just – that's fish for you, though. Yeah, like, like I've seen them like 100 – at least 100 times, and yeah, Ryan's seen them more than I have. So, all the yeah. trust fund kids yeah. go out there and, you know, hit it up all summer well, long. Well, let's swap the interview around. When was y'all's first fish show? 94. Oh yeah, yeah. the hoist the hoist the album hoist just tour, came yeah. out. The Civic Center, oh, right? Man. No, mine's was at the Man Music Center. Yeah. And then I told oh, you how man. awesome it was. And then we they came back six months later to Philly and yeah, we went again. It was in November. Yeah. yeah. And we went to uh No, it was the, it was the New Year's run. It was December. Was it December? Yeah, it was yeah, the New yeah, Year's man. run. Yeah. And it was at the Civic Center. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it was definitely one point oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then we're going to have to link up for a fish show soon. Then. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, Yo, man, I'm worrying about those what? Barry Manilow tickets, man. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta, Somebody's got to miracle me, man. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure there's some old cougar out there that would be more than happy to do that for you. That's what I'm looking for, my man. All right. So out of, <laughs> out of all those concerts, what's the worst show you've ever been to? Okay. So I didn't answer your question last time. My The... First show was in 2000. I, I say the first show. It's the only one. It's the first one I remember. It's the first one that I put a lot of context to. Okay. Uh, it was 2005. It was Jackson, Mississippi. It was Leonard Skinner and the Allman Brothers double nice. billing. Very right cool. on, man. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I grew up in Mississippi, so I feel like I, I just can never take the Mississippi out of me, no matter how far away I go. That's great. Uh, so that that was a good natural first concert for me. Um, so worst concert I've ever seen. I got to be honest, it was Bon Jovi. Oh, <laughs> wow. When did you see them? 2000. 
17. Yeah, yeah. so Richie Sam, Sambor yeah. is not with them. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, gotta, big yeah they're pretty bad without Sambor. Yeah. The one time I saw them, I, I left. I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it wasn't even so much that the performance was bad. I mean, they were still a tight band. Yeah. The set list was just garbage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he started off with a hit. And yeah. then he played like seven new songs in a yeah. row. Like I was sitting next to these two women who were obviously on like a mommy night out. Nice. They were wine drunk and they nice. like came in all silly. And I kid you not, they were sitting there talking about bath towels. Oh like my they were God. talking about what like kind of towels they were buying and putting in their like. And I was just like, what is wrong right now? Yeah. Like you got this sexy Bon Jovi guy up here and they're yeah. talking about bath towels. Yeah. That's how bad this show is. I would have turned around like, shut so, up. Yeah, he like phones it in too. <laughs> like I seen them. I saw them with my sister a few years ago, and I said this is the last time I'll ever, I'll ever see them again. He like, in my opinion, he phones it in. He's like, all right, well, we're gonna do this song, right. and he just goes through the motions and moves on yeah. to the next song. I mean, and for us seeing them, that's a home game. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right? I mean, definitely. It's always been a home game with that band. Right? When they play that, that, like when they play Philly, it's a home game. Right. That's, like, like, him, that's like Lance seeing yeah. Skinner yeah. in Mississippi. Yeah. That's yeah, a home we're game. Seeing yeah. Bon Jovi yeah. and Bruce Springsteen yeah. here right, in Philly. Right. I saw Skinner. Uh, probably like three years ago, I took my kids and they were, you know, they, they closed with Freebird. I'm telling my kids, like, at some point you're going to get old enough, you're going to understand when people are yelling, like, hey, Freebird and all that shit. I was like, you're going to say you actually saw it. Like, that's yeah. a moment, like, you know, they're, most of those guys are gone, right? They're mostly yeah. dead. I'm like, you're going to remember that you saw them actually do the solo for Freebird. Yeah, totally. And it went right over the head. And they yeah. <laughs> they're like, whatever. But, <laughs> but, oh man, is there one show that you saw that you were like, that's the best show I've ever seen? Or is it all just kind of a, a, a yeah? No, I mean, there's definitely of- like there's yeah, no, there's shows that have stuck out. I mean, it's funny because you every time like a concert happens, you get on social media and everybody best concert ever. Yeah, I mean, sure. you see it after right. every single show, and you know it's such a you have to remember you're running high on the adrenaline. They probably closed with their best song. They probably had the confetti cannons going. The mm-hmm. lights were all going. And so when you walk out of a show, it's like I need to take a beat, let this relax for a few days before I make a decision on where this stands. Um, So I say all that to say when I walked out of Paul McCartney, I was like, that's hands down the best show I've ever seen. And and I I had no doubt in my mind that it would be there. It was like, you you can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. I'll stand by this statement. It was the first show that I ever wept at. Okay. And ever since that show, I cry at almost every show. Doug cries at every show he goes. Doug cries at every show. When I saw the police, I started crying because I thought (laughs) I'd never see it happen. That's rock and roll, man. That's that's music. Yeah. But I like see when McCart- it hits I see- you, it hits you. Yeah, like I see McCartney twice, and they were yes. always there were there were great experiences. Yeah, he's he's always great. It's his band is yeah. flawless. His drummer is sick. He was playing uh, oh, yeah. "Live and Let Die" on the piano, and the fire was going off, and his <laughs> yeah, hair yeah. was blowing like from the <laughs> just the, the the inertia of the flames coming out. I was like, dude, it's just awesome. Yeah, and you're also like. I'm watching one of the Beatles. You right? can like, up as a Beatle. Yeah. 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 Beatle. Yeah, really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, we've all. Well, and that awesome. That's what got me was he played uh, something and he dedicated it to George and he's awesome. playing on the ukulele. Wow. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. I, I mean yeah. that that when he started that I was just like it was like a Viagra commercial. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, this has never happened before. Yeah. Like it was crazy. I think uh, the one time I saw him, he did that also, and it was a very moving experience. Like because you know George loved the ukulele and it was, it was the perfect like. Uh, tribute to him yeah you know really cool man lance i have a question what is go for it. what is it about live music that makes you want to go to all these shows like uh, is there something is it the the vibe is it like seeing your favorite bands you know personally you know like yeah. what what is no, it about seeing live question. music 
It's funny. I got asked this question the other day. I was in another interview and he asked me and he, he didn't, he, he kept going. He, he didn't stop there. He started, he's like, do you have OCD? Is it a compulsion or are you obsessive? And I was like, wow, man, like way to drill in on me like that. Uh, so thank you for not going there. No, no way, <laughs> dude. I go to a lot of shows myself. I just, I, you know, another point of view I want to hear. No, I, I mean, to me, it's not abnormal. It's just normal to go see the bands that you love. Yes. Um, and I happen to be in a position like we don't have kids yet. Uh, you know, we have, you know, we're the dink life, dual income, no kids. Uh, so it's just like, why not take advantage of the time right now and go see all these bands that I love? And, yeah. You know, it just a lot of times like, you know, I was telling telling that guy too, like when you see a band multiple times, you pick up on the little nuances in the yeah. performances. Yeah. You pick up on the little things like my wife and I went to see Hamilton a couple of weeks ago and it was my second time to see it. Mm. And we walked out and I was just telling her all the differences and just the two, the actors, like the nuances, it was just little, yeah, just such little differences in it. Very cool. And when you have a band like fish or dead and company, you know, that you do the completely different show every night. I mean, it's just a completely different experience. It's so much more exciting than going to see Radiohead every night yeah. Yeah. where they just played the same exact thing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, so when you step into the jam band world, it's just a different experience yeah, altogether. Totally. But I mean, some of it is just like, you know, it's like we were talking about Soundgarden earlier, like Chris Cornell died 10 days after I saw them perform. I, you never know. I mean, the way classic rockers are just falling off the map these yeah, days. We- you never know when it's going to be the last time you get to see sure. these guys. You got to take advantage. Sure. I say that all the time. We dude. say that almost every episode. Yeah. We're like, if go somebody's coming them. around, just go. Now, Lance, is there a band yeah. or an act that you saw that you, that you said to yourself, I never thought I'd be seeing this band? Meaning like something like, I don't know, like New Kids on the Block or something like that. Because you've been to a lot of shows. Was there something that you like, I like, can't believe I'm seeing this like, right now. Like Bruce is going to see the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything like I that? I was going your, to, yeah. Uh, is there anything like that in your uh, your ventures? Uh, I mean, I, I did, I took my wife to see the Backstreet Boys. Okay. She wanted, nice. they came to town. She wanted it. She wanted to go. And I, I mean, I was like, you know, I'm down for a fun show. I don't like hate. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing about music, it's so, it, it, you know, everybody has their own taste. Like what is, there's no such thing as bad taste in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you right can on. dislike music, but you know, the thing is like, there's something great to be found in every, I, you know, I, I don't particularly like Cardi B, but I guarantee I could listen to one of her songs and find something enjoyable about it. Cool. So, I mean, you know, why not go and enjoy a night out with my wife, seeing an artist that she loves sure. and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, I, I try to stay pretty open-minded when it comes to stuff like that. That's, That's great. great dude. Good for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was trying to think, I know I've had artists like that, that I've gone, that there's been people that I've ta- I've gone to see that I didn't want to. Mine was I- rat. Like she dragged Andrew me, dragged me see Rat, and I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life." No, no, no. I mean, I did. I started thinking, and I saw Ed Sheeran in 2017, I, and I, I, I'm not a fan at all. My yeah. wife wanted to go. Yeah, we had free tickets, and it was, you know, that's what talking about the shrieking teens. That's what yeah. it was like. And yeah, it, I just remember at one point I got up to go to the bathroom. And it was just like I walked in, and this other dude walked in, and we just like had this nod of like solace. <laughs> it's just like it's just like, yeah, man, we're here. Uh, <laughs> you know, the awesome. women's restroom lines like wrapped yeah. around the building. Yeah, you know? right right so that, I imagine yeah. he puts a good show on, though. He's very talented. Yeah, it's, it's not re- my cup of tea I will either. Say, but you know, it's really cool. You know, like I like Keller Williams. He's a cool person to see live. You know, so it's a lot like that. You know, he does all the you know the loop pedal and everything like yeah. that. So he builds his own songs. Yeah, you know, so I mean, he does put on a good show for a one man guy. That's cool. He just would seem a little boring to me. Ed Sheeran. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be like going to a Coldplay show, I think. All right, man. I think that's all of our questions. So how can people find yesterday's concert? Uh, we should be everywhere that you can get podcasts. Uh, you know, if you can't find us on your platform or app, whatever that you use, you can just go to yesterdaysconcert.com. Uh, we've got links out everywhere there. So, yeah, just come check us out. we got a new season drop in February 21st. Starting with everybody's favorite, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Nice. So oh, nice. You, you want to tune in for that one? Yeah, it's a really it's a really good one. I bring in, you know, my dad. I'm lucky to have a dad that loves a lot of the same music very cool, as me. We've cool. gotten to get a lot of shows together. So it's a really touching story about getting to spend some time with my dad as well. So I'm well, really excited yeah. about that. We took our dad to go see Tom Petty also. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Awesome. I took oh, my nice. I took my yeah. daughter to see him on his last tour. And yeah. it was yeah. a really, really cool yeah. moment. Just yeah. her and I and knowing that he passed away like yeah. a month yeah. or two after that was you know that's I, a very important memory to me i think you got three new listeners pal yeah there we go awesome, awesome i appreciate man. you guys all right lance well thanks so much man and we'll uh we'll hopefully we'll catch up again soon if you ever get to philly look us that up sounds, for real we'll go, we'll go to a show i will yeah. come to philly just to see y'all yeah come to the bar anytime yeah. brother yeah. anytime all awesome. right guys thanks. keep on rocking thanks a lot well, take lance. care and time for second thoughts. I got an email from somebody that did not have an didn't have a name. Just said, "I love your Christmas episode, but there's a reason you couldn't find the Roseanne Barr album. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the album art that's floating around, it says, quote, worth one thousand in the corner. That's an old website for people that post memes and photoshops. Oh. Get it? Picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> okay. But don't feel bad. This album was in the New York Post and the LA Times as one of the worst Christmas albums ever. Okay. They fell for it, too. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Thank you. Now, we got some feedback from John Bizaha. I'm so sorry, man. He said, what about the survivors of February 3rd, 1959, about our uh, episode on American Pie? He said, Dion DiMucci was on tour with Buddy, Richie, and the Bopper. He chose not to fly. Mm -hmm. He realized that the $36 for a ride was the same money that his parents paid for their monthly rent at their home. Yeah, in South Philadelphia. So yeah. he decided to stay home, and he's still with us today. He released his latest album, November 2021. God bless Cool, him. man. Thanks, John. Thanks for writing. In. Ryan, I think you had something. Too. Yeah, I wanted to give a few mentions out there. Um, my very good friend and bandmate, John Cohen, Sarge, as they call him at work. He's, uh, how can you say, Correctional John? Officer. Correctional officer. Um, he's just getting over COVID, but um, he sent me an email about how he liked our guitar picks episode um i i john i'm sorry i lost the email i don't know where it is but i wanted to mention it and uh hope you're feeling better and you know i, I remember you saying joe perry definitely slash you know eddie van halen you had a few on there i mean send us another email we'll get to it another thing i mentioned is a, a very good friend of ours mother passed away um our friend michael palestino yeah. Um, the whole Palestino family that we know really well. Cass was a very nice woman. She was the crossing guard at our street for at least oh, 30, 30 years. years. Yeah, you know, right on. Yeah. Um, to, you know, wakes are a weird thing, you know. So I get to, to one of his brothers, Petey. Petey, and Petey listens to our show. And I'm saying, I, I, you're my brother. I love you. I'm so sorry. He, he whispers in my ears like, what the hell? You got a problem with Kate Bush? <laughs> yeah, I heard him say that. It's <laughs> uh. his, his mother's wake. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's everywhere. That's everywhere, Bruce. Well, it's Kate Bush, man. Okay. But Petey, we love you. Yeah, Thanks love for you. listening, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry to hear about your mom passing. Love you guys. All right. Some uh, music news. Unfortunately, the two music news stories about 
uh, people passing away as well. So the first is Ronnie Spector, man. Yeah. Ronnie Spector, the lead singer of the Ronettes, she passed away at 78. The Ronettes were formed in the early 60s, and they weren't really big stars until so they hooked up with Phil Spector in the Wall of Sound, and then you know, yeah, she made, actually married yeah, sure. Phil Spector. I never understood why she kept the last name, though. I don't it's just like it was Tina Turner. She worked hard for that name. Yeah, but she was a Ronnie Ronette. Like, she's a big deal by yeah. herself. But unless she has spe- children, unless they have children together, oh, she, yeah, she wants to keep the same name. Goes a yeah. long way, dude. Yeah. That's true. I, I, Not I, so much anymore because he's a yeah, fucking crazy right. wacko. He's shitbag of the week too, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, he's uh, always shitbag of the week. Hang on, we can get him too. We can give out multiple shitbags. Fucking weirdo. Shitbag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who loves shitbag of the week is the blue meanie. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he told me he loves it. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys said that Beat My Baby by the Runouts is the greatest pop song ever written. Love it. Like just I the, love that song. Everything about it, the girl the the girl group sound, the harmonies, yep. the wall of sound, it's this great. fantastic band. And if you don't know, she sang the, the vocals on Take Me Home Night with I, Eddie Money. Money. Yes, with if the you, Eddie Money if, song. If you don't know who. Yeah, totally. The, um, they also, the Runettes did that song that's real famous on the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. and the E Street Band is playing the background. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. There's a video for it, and the E Street Band is playing. Wow, they're going to check that out. Yeah. Really Christmas cool. special. The yeah, Christmas the, one, right? National Lampoon yeah, Christmas yeah, song, yeah. That, that opening, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. And then the other sad news is Michael Lang. So Michael Lang was one of the co-creators of Woodstock. He passed away at age 77 of Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was uh, one of a group of partners that planned the music festival in 1969, where you know Credence and the Dead and the Who and Janice Hendrix and Joe Cocker and everybody, you know, definitive moment in pop culture. He was also really involved in trying to plan that 50-year reunion they couldn't find a couple a years ago. And they, they couldn't they, find a home yeah, for it. Because Woodstock 99 was a shit show. He yeah. was in charge of Woodstock 99. It was a and fucking was disaster. The disaster. He was a fucking idiot for having yeah. that. Greedy, greedy, greedy. Yeah. Oh, it was the Greed Fest. If you're out there, you know, this, if you have Netflix, no, it's on HBO. It's Max. on HBO. HBO. Yeah. There's a Woodstock '99 documentary, and me and Doug were there, and it was and fucking. It, it was, it was fucking, awesome and horrible at the same a time. It was, a great, it was a great experience to be there. We got to do a show on Woodstock as well. Yeah. I know we did the one on uh, Monterey Pop Festival, but that's got to be on. That was a good. No, one Woodstock too. would be a great one. We'll yeah. we'll roll in the mud, well, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. smoke some grass. Yeah. All right. Uh, the electric chair. The electric chair is where we sentence a song for death or being terrible. And I thought we said we were going to send one of the most popular songs from 1992 to the electric chair. And that was Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. Awesome. I'm surprised nobody ever tried to cover this and bring this back. He probably... He could, he could do it his fucking stuff. He was on that other... I think, I think somebody covered it. Dude. Really? I think yeah. it was like in a commercial, yeah. you know. Fuck. I mean, this was so big. Line dancing was huge again. But then he came out yeah. with Country Road, and he made more money fucking off of that too. His um, his house is for sale. I can't Tennessee. imagine it's how like, much it is for. It's it's like two hundred fifty thousand bucks. Like really? Where he he and, that's it. Well, he like, made all that money off his daughter. It was before. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like he, they lived there. Mm. Like uh, my wife and I are always looking at properties in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And we saw something. And we we're looking at it, and somewhere said like. Former home of Billy Ray Cyrus, and it was like, wait, what? What? Yeah, it was like, really? It's worse than my house in New Jersey. Like, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like not. I expected like not, millions. Yeah. 
But All this right. song sucks. Fuck them. Oh, it's terrible. My achy, breaky balls. It was everywhere, though. It my, was everywhere. Oh, God, it was. It was in. It was that. I mean, if you still like, my wife and I will go out like country line dancing. Really? Once in a while. Yeah, we go out once in a while. This is a That's class. Like, and I'm fucking yeah. terrible at. It. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I bring a six pack and, and kind oh, of stand sure. there and stumble around. Yeah. This song, dude. The women still like. No. I don't know where the fucking memo goes out that everybody like. This is what we're gonna dance, but everybody knows it. It's crazy. And it's. Well, you know, Good for him. it brings people together. It's okay I, with me. I guess, yeah. man. It is god awful. The it's one of the worst. But there's a lot better the songs. There's a lot better songs to dance in than this. Everything yeah. that we played this entire two and a half hours, this was the number one song of the entire year. That's not hard to chart. So that's not hard. It's a tragedy. Yeah, here we go. We sentence you to death. <laughs> Yeah! All right, man. That's it for episode number thirty-three. Thanks so much for spending the last uh, three hours with us. Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. We got to edit this thing tour now, back man. We got to cut <laughs> this shit do. down. We got we, your work right. We got two hours and forty-five minutes. Holy yes, yeah, shit! Love it, guys. I love this shit. Uh, I live for this. Man, if you like what you heard, hit that follow button in your favorite podcast platform and consider leaving us a review. If you want to hear more of all the music we talked about, we publish a playlist for every episode. There's a link in the show notes and on our social media pages. You can pay us a visit on Facebook, Twitter, or prisonersofrockandroll.com. And if you really want more of us, Ryan, I think you're on the uh, Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes yeah, podcast man. coming out. Totally. Those guys are the best of the Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. Awesome. We talk about all the um, things that music came on, CDs, Eight track vinyl. I had a great time with those dudes. They listen to our show all the time. So much love to those dudes. Awesome. You can also check us out on the last episode of yesterday's concert. You heard Lance earlier in the show. Dude, thanks so Thank much you so for much, joining Lance. us. It was man. a pleasure. Was Anytime. Awesome. You're the man, Lance. We can't wait to uh, either you're in Philly or we're in Tennessee and we grab a beer and we go see some live music. Beyond that, man, prisoners of rock and roll.com. We have a brand new website yes. that we launched two weeks ago. We have a merch store. You can go get all kinds of cool shit with our logo all over it. We already made a profit we already somebody bought everything <laughs> if you're that part if you're listening to us dude thank uh, you so you're not much my mom yeah, yeah, yeah. take a picture yeah. and send a picture to us we'd love to share it on social media or you can send us a picture at email at prisoners or rock and roll at gmail.com so we'll be back in two weeks with some more insight into rock and roll we already know what we're going to be talking about i don't remember what it is at this point because <laughs> i'm so you're fucking fried. tired we've been here Woo! for so long we've been here all night and that's it we'll be back Check you later. Keep on rocking. Peace out. Oh, just a prisoner.